800-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. There's probably nothing more important when you're injured or have had an accident than to get the right people on your side. People who know what they're doing and truly care about you. You need the best medical team, and you also need champions of the people, Bell and Pollock. Take it from me. Bell and Pollock are the injury attorneys other attorneys call because they know what you should know. They have the most experience, and they're the very best. They get it done. Always available for a free consultation. Bell and Pollock. Champions of the People at championsofthepeople.com. Sam's number three restaurants. The handheld chicken. I'm going to do a smothered burrito. I'm going to have the honey smoked salmon benedict. Anyone can pick something off the menu here. Sam's number three. Great food's delicious. Huge portions. I've been coming here for over 35 years. Uh, The green chili's the bomb every time. It's more like home. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale and downtown 15th and Curtis. KKSE, Parker, Denver, the best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. I like Vic Lombardi. You go to Denver, very few Lombardis. You know, I guess we're naturals. I guess we're naturals in there, man. He's a man who likes wine. And I'll tell you something else. He knows more about sports in his toenail than you know in your family tree. Yes, sir. You hit it right on the head, man. Don't talk about my height. I have to keep it very professional, which uh, I will. But uh, you got a big crowd out there. It's uh, Vic Lombardi night. It's all entertainment. You know, it's all entertainment, man. You're listening to Dr. Vic Lombardi. While you were sleeping, one of the craziest World Series games of all time. While you were at happy hour, the Nuggets disappoint. And while you were at work, the Broncos put us to sleep. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. I am not Vic Lombardi. Will Peterson, you know me as HW, joined by James Merrillat, also known as Manchester. Vic on his way to Vegas this morning. He'll be there for all of 24 hours doing some charity work out there. So James and I will take you until 10 o'clock. Let's, let's not lay it on thick. I mean, he's out there doing some charity work. Kind of feels like he's, you know, he's riding the train and going to build some houses mm-hmm. and then, you know, hitchhike home. Uh, he's flying on a private jet, playing golf and coming home on a private jet. Is that? basically a recap of what he's doing? Yes, and I believe staying at the Bellagio for a oh. wild night with the boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's nice. He's out there doing this for charity. That's, <laughs> that's great. Hey, that's my kind of charity, man. Have a good time. No, I don't have any problem a little money. I just think that one of the hallmarks of this show is we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going to do the group thing from Dove Valley. Uh, we're going to be honest about the Nuggets this morning. We will get to that. No doubt. Uh, we were honest all last season about the abs. You name it. We're not going to tell people 
He's just going to go out there for charity and without letting him know exactly what Vic Lombardi is doing in Vegas. We're envious. We're jealous. <laughs> particularly me, because you're going to be you're going to be there Saturday. Yeah, you know Saturday. I'm headed in about 48 hours on on a commercial plane. They, they don't bring going, the, the yeah. private ones out for me. You're going normal. I I don't get to go at all this weekend. So admittedly, this is coming from a, a place of envy. Um. But yeah, yeah, let's let, let's be honest with listeners. I do think we're gonna have Vic at some point today. Great, we will talk to him uh, about this excursion and what exactly it all entails. But from what he told us, it sounds like a uh, a party. Um, I want to start with the Nuggets, and, and I know the baseball game was wild, and I know the baseball game was one of the greatest baseball games we've seen. Um. But the Nuggets right now should be the story this morning in Denver. You know, I know Broncos Chiefs is on the forefront of a lot of people's minds, but the Nuggets game was so discouraging last night that it is only fair to begin there because Denver looked looked terrible. If I'm being honest. They There's look, no other way to put it. They I mean, look terrible. And we're four games in. And I don't want to be the guy who puts pushes the panic button four games in. But we have seen some alarming trends four games into the season. They were down 23 points at half. Mm-hmm. All yesterday on almost every show we were talking with various folks about this four-game trip. It's against four teams that aren't particularly good. It's an opportunity to start building up some road wins and almost to a person, people said, you got to go at least two and two. No doubt. And by the end of the day, everybody had talked themselves into, you know what? Actually, three and one's the expectation here. Three and one. You got to go three and one. Well, they're already 0 and one. So I, I think, I think people are looking at this team and there's, there's two schools of thought. Either we over evaluated them, which look, four games in, that's an early assessment, but, I think that's something you realistically have to start looking at. Or it's a, hey, it's unrealistic to think they're going to get off to a hot start given that they have a a big new piece to add. I just tend to not go with number two because that's an excuse. Mm -hmm. You had training camp. You had preseason. Other teams have new faces, and they're not stumbling out of the blocks. Um, They give up 62 points in the first half. It's a team that seems like they weren't ready to play. They didn't get there ready to uh, start a business trip off on a good note, have a good first meeting in Charlotte before they go to Atlanta, so to speak. Um, I'm 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 pretty discouraged. Just to be brutally honest about it, I'm discouraged by what we're seeing because it seems to be so far through four games a lot of what we saw last year, especially early. Doesn't this feel just like the beginning of last year? Mm-hmm. And this team came together when they went to London. Kind of figured it out. It was the turning point of the season. Got on the same page. There was the, the, the change in the lineup, and Jokic became the centerpiece. Are they going to have to take a week-long trip across the pond to get this figured out? Like, what's going on? I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Their bench has been non-existent. I mean, they just got run out of the gym last night in the second quarter by Charlotte's bench. Think about that sentence for a minute. They got run out of the gym in the second quarter by Charlotte's bench. I mean, Frank Kaminsky. It was uh, Charlotte ranked seventh in the power rankings by ESPN heading into the year? No, Malik Monk, Johnny O'Brien the third. I believe he had a cup of coffee with the Nuggets. 
You're right. And that's where it's the most concerning is the second quarter when you go to your bench and say, uh, and I was actually in my car at the time listening to Cause and Jason Kosminski, the voice of the Nuggets said, I told you in the pregame it was one of the keys. Charlotte is very injured. Charlotte is very beat up. And the Nuggets have a much deeper and better bench. The Nuggets need to take advantage of this stretch and get out to a lead. And what did they do? They It's not like, well, they kept it within four or five points till we got the starters back in. They got boat raced, and this game was over, over, legitimately over in the second quarter. You know what it felt like? Broncos Chargers. That game was legitimately over yeah. in the second quarter. Yeah. This game last night was over. The Nuggets outscored Charlotte by six in the second half and still lost by 17. It, it was, it was a, an effort problem. It was an execution problem. It was a Paul Millsap had eight points. Wilson Chandler had seven points. Emmanuel Moutier was 0 for 8 off the bench. Will Barton was 4 for 13 off the bench. I mean, who showed up last night? I, I thought the Joker had a pretty nice game. I thought Gary Harris had a nice bounce-back effort. And other than that, it was just a bunch of guys kind of standing around going through the motions. Yeah, I mean, Jamal Murray had 16, but he took 20 shots. Which so, I do like him being a little more aggressive, but he has to be more efficient than that. I like the 20 shots, sure. but if you have more shots than you have points, you haven't been efficient. That's like one of the simplest basketball box score rules of thumb there that there is. No doubt. 20 shots to get 16 is... Is not good. Another alarming number for me. Who who does this offense run through? Jokic. And why? Because he's a great passing big man. You know how many assists he had last night? Uh I don't I don't know off the top of my head. A, a handful. Three, four. One. Wow. And it came late. He had zero for the majority of the game. So that tells me they just were out of sync offensively. But it, it feels like a team that there's two problems. One, I don't know that the starters know kind of how to mesh together yet. Like Wilson Chandler, we're four games in. Has Wilson Chandler made an impact at all for any stretch? I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Paul Millsap is, is seemingly having a hard time figuring out, all right, where, where's my spot? And I'll get a little bit more into that in my hot take. Last night the guards showed up and Jokic showed up, but then this bench, this bench has just been... Non-existent. Wilson Chandler in four games this year, nine points, five points, seven points, seven points. Hasn't cracked double digits That's your yet. starting three. That's uh, not, I mean, he's, he's starting at the small forward position and wow. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get better than that. Shooting 33% from the field, 27% from three. So turnovers were down last night. They only had 13. Yeah. I, but it's one of those things where it's like, how can we even, and I know I just spent time on it, but how can we even properly evaluate some of the stats when the game was over so early, right? I mean, they, Very true. They, there was never a never a doubt Charlotte was going to win that game. It was comfortable the whole time that Charlotte was going to win that game. And you now look at it, and sitting at 1-3, and three, you know the West is going to be competitive. You know it's going to take 45, 46, 47 wins to get into the playoffs. And eight days ago, we were sitting here going, they could win 50. I, I mean, it's four games, so I don't want to panic, but 50, let's, let's salvage this road trip and win a game at this point against Brooklyn or New York or Atlanta and maybe try to win two, but I mean, right now they look lost. 
They they look like a lost basketball team. Brooklyn beat Cleveland last night. Right. And so now, that's not the layup everybody thinks it's going to be. Right. I mean, they're off to a 3-2 and two start. They're not terrible. The Knicks are dreadful. They haven't won a game yet. And, and Atlanta, it's their home opener. So there's going to be energy in the building. They started with four on the road. Yeah, it's weird. The season feels like it's been going on forever, and they haven't played a home game it's yet. Really Here's the disappointing part to me, though. Broncos coming off of a stinker. They're 3-3. Three and three. Everybody after the San Diego game has basically written the season off, right? right? And that's how fans are, and myself included. It's uh, it's either super high or super low, and right now it's super low. The Rockies are done. The Nuggets had a chance with a hot start to grab the attention in this town, to get to get people on board, to get Nuggets fever rolling. Three weeks from now, when the Broncos are three and six. If the Nuggets were off to a hot start and they were 10 and 5, that'd be all we're talking about. There was an opportunity. And there and still is. There still is. There is, but you got to get it right. fixed soon. Quickly. And, and there's all sorts of problems. I mean, it's, it was the turnovers. It's that, what do you do in the fourth quarter? That was kind of the themes of the first two games. And then now it's, well, what's happening with this starting front court? And why can the bench not keep the game close and keep things from just turning into a disaster while you get guys some rest. I mean, that's four pretty major issues that have exposed themselves in a big way four games in. And I know we're going to, we, we talk every Thursday with Travis Heath and we talk to him about all sorts of stuff. He's he's a, one of the best basketball guys I know. I'm curious to get his his take on what does this team need to do to fix it? Rain Pro, the solutions? Rain Pro Partners text line is hot. 30933. Sonny says he thinks the expectations are weighing on the Nuggets' shoulder. Maybe, but my hot take a week and a half ago was embrace these expectations because it's nice for the first time in five years you actually have expectations, right? When when there's pressure and expectations in life, I would like to think people embrace them and rise to the occasion. Look, if expectations are weighing on you in October, you ain't going anywhere in April. Yeah, look at the look at look at the Rockies once expectations hit them. I mean, I get it, and I'm not saying Sonny's wrong, but. If, if these expectations weighed them down too much, then they they weren't the team or aren't the team everybody thought they could be. Uh, how are the Nuggets down 23 so early against a bad team? Charlotte might be garbage this year. That's from 8541. I don't know. We're going to try to figure it out over the next three hours because we are concerned just like you guys are. Um, all right. They... People are calling for jobs. I think calling for jobs four games in is a little silly. On the show today, we've got Chris Dempsey at 8 o'clock. We'll dive into this with Dempsey. He was there last night. Get his sense on what happened. Rod Mackey, buddy, will join us at 8.30. Did Rod make the list of potentially the most normal people in Denver sports media? Yes, maybe we can dive into that with him. Now, somehow Mark Haas got declared the winner. And like that weekend, I saw him running a marathon. He's out. And then he did, did you see he ran a marathon and then did the news? Yeah. It was like out. he did the marathon and then did the 10.30 pregame show. If you run a marathon, you're not normal. You're not. I admire it, but you're not normal. So he's out. So we'll talk to Rod about his campaign. And then Travis Heath will join us at 9.30, try to get into the head of what's going on with the Denver Nuggets. Vic, off to play golf in Vegas. Thank you. That's a little more accurate than what you said to start the show. James Raylott, Will Peterson with you until 10 on Altitude 950. 
950, Denver's All Sports Station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up Thursday, Crackman and Harris will look back on the Nuggets' visit to Charlotte. Did they actually take care of the basketball? Plus, Paul Klee of the Gazette will join us and tell us, will the Broncos actually score any points coming up Monday night in Kansas City? Crackman and Harris on Thursday. Listen, yes. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Steve Berg of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results. And you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers changing lives. Guess who's back in town? <coughs> it's me, your old buddy. The flu! <coughs> I can't wait to see you. I'll be all over town this year, even in places you don't expect me. Surprise! I'll be <coughs> everywhere. Uh, sh- the flu can be serious or even deadly. Don't tempt fate this year. Get your flu vaccine and protect yourself, your family, and your community. For more information, go to fightfluco.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Tune in tomorrow afternoon as your Colorado Avalanche hit the ice to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Pre-game coverage starts tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Altitude brings you all the best hockey action from the ice to the locker room all season long. For a full list of channel numbers and programming information, log on to our website at altitudesports.com. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Colorado Avalanche. You're driving, minding your own business, then boom, you're rear-ended. Just another ordinary day for the insurance company, but not for you. You need to know your rights. You need the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. Bell & Pollock's Legal Game Plan gives you the rules, so you have the legal strength to fight the insurance company. Bell & Pollock. Our legal game plan is designed to help injured victims just like you. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Put our legal game plan to work for you. We'll help you. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now's the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Your drive through the tech center actually looking pretty decent at this point. Traffic is brought to you by the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. No issues as you travel between Boulder and Denver on the Boulder Turnpike. C470 looks good as far as your speeds go along the foothills and not a bad drive, especially westbound C470 through Highlands Ranch. The Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer is doctor recommended and backed by more medical studies than any other thermometer. Get yours at your local club warehouse and other fine retailers today. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on altitude 950. 
Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I can only do so much. You know, I, I can't uh, motivate 15 indi- individual players and give them a rah-rah speech. Uh, you're paid professionals. Your job is to be ready to play whenever you're called upon. And uh, we had it tonight early. We had it in the second half. In the deciding second quarter, we didn't have it. And, uh, you know, it's a lesson to be learned. You can't go on the road and expect to beat a good team who has playoff aspirations like we do and just give it three quarters. You have to play for 48 minutes in this league if you're going to beat a good team on the road. Head coach Michael Malone after the Nuggets lose in Charlotte last night by a score of 110 to 93. Three more games to go on this road trip. Motivation already a bit of a concern. Uh, not something you want to hear on October 26th. No, not at all. Um, it, it's something that just makes you scratch your head and say, wow, that's already the, that's already the narrative. I don't, I don't disagree with Coach Malone there. Um, but boy, that is, um, that's a dis- discouraging soundbite. No doubt. Uh, we will dive into the World Series. Uh, if you're listening to the show at this hour, you probably didn't see what happened because you were probably I asleep. Saw it. Like a normal human. I did and too. And I'm here. I saw it too. I well, had... then why can't people have seen it and be in their car? I, it's just, that game went on. We I was pray... in my car an hour and a half ago. We praised the ago. first game for being so efficient. And last night's game was dragged out and long, and no one cared because it was such a great baseball right. game. Which is the whole conversation about length of game is stupid. Well, on it's a stupid. Tuesday night in June, it's it has a place. Uh, yeah. in, uh, in World Series game two, I don't think anyone cares. If how I was long at it that game at Coors Field in June, I'd be like, that was fun. That was great. Did you hear uh, Coors Field get a shout out last I did. night? I did. Yeah, little uh, jab. And David Martin had a great uh, tweet, and I, I saw it this morning. I think it was last night that. If that game was at Coors Field, the, we'd be hearing about what a joke it was, and instead it was a classic. Yeah. Uh, if you missed it, Astros win 7-6. They hit four home runs in the final three innings. There had been 17 extra inning home runs in World Series history. There were five last night. It was crazy. That's I mean, wild. They came from 3-1 down to tie it, with the 3-2 down in the ninth. Then they go up 5-3, and then the Dodgers come back and tie it at 5. Then they go up 7-5, and then the Dodgers got a run, got it to 7-6, but uh, Astros were finally able to put it away. It was, it was a very entertaining game. But it goes back to my conversation with Legwald and, and Vic last week. I don't care how long the game is. It's got to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. If it's two hours and boring, that isn't – I don't care. If it's four hours and boring, yeah, that stinks. It's all about is it entertaining, and that was entertaining. I would take last night over game one any day of the week and twice on Sunday. All right, we do it at this time every morning, our piping hot takes. I am the greatest. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Manchester's Hot Take. This is going to dovetail a little bit into uh, Michael Malone's comment that we heard coming out of the break. I'm watching the Nuggets last night. I'm thinking back, back to the loss against Washington at home. I'm thinking back to the loss in the opener against the Jazz. And I found a common denominator. This team doesn't have a leader. They don't have a guy that is in charge, that is setting the tone, and I'm talking about on the roster, 
and getting everyone to go in the right direction. In game one that they lost, it was who wants the ball in the fourth quarter? Who wants to make a play late? Who's going to take the basketball and say, look, this 33 to seven run or whatever it was is going to stop. Give me the blank ball. They didn't have that guy. Mm-hmm. Last night, they didn't have the guy that set the tone of, hey, first game of a four-game road trip, we're one and two. We're not out here to have a good time. We're out here to win basketball games. This is a business trip. Who sets that tone? Coach Malone talked about it. Got to be ready to play 48 minutes. Coaches can preach that all day long. I guarantee you he said that over and over and over again heading into the game. Who's the player on the roster who's going to say that? Paul Millsap's the highest paid guy. He's a candidate. $30 million a year. He's the veteran. Nikola Jokic is the rising star. He's arguably their best player. Gary Harris just got paid. He got a big contract. Big money. Jamal Murray's the point guard. A lot of times it's the point guard that's the leader. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Because right now they're a collection of talented guys that seem rudderless. And they seem rudderless because they don't know who the man is. Who's the man for the Nuggets? Who's the guy? My votes would be Jokic or Millsap. But I think it's got to be Millsap. He's the veteran. He's the high-paid guy. And Jokic is still too emotional. He's still too young. But Jokic, the fact that he at least has some emotion is encouraging. At least he's upset about things. He just needs to channel it in a better direction. But look, if the Nuggets don't figure this out, if they don't figure out who their guy is, this season's going to get away from them in a hurry. Mm-hmm. They need an alpha male badly. Who's it going to be? Especially with the schedule as favorable as as it is early. If you get off to a bad start, they're in trouble. And then you enter the meaty part of the schedule? Exactly. Somebody's got to take the bull by the horns. And look, if you can't do it after getting blown out by Charlotte and take the bull by the horns and have this team ready to go in Atlanta tomorrow night, then you really ought to be concerned. So in the next 36 hours, we need to find out who's the alpha male on its Nuggets roster, and they need to come out firing and ready to go tomorrow night in Atlanta. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. Trevor Simeon met with the media yesterday at the Valley, and I almost fell asleep listening to the quarterback talk. I'm not saying he has to come out and be the rah-rah guy. That's not Simeon's style. That's not his DNA. That's not how he's wired, yada, yada, yada. But for a guy who's throwing two touchdowns and five picks and fumbled four times in his last four games and has been down 21 to three at home to the worthless Giants and 21 to nothing on the road to the very mediocre Chargers, I'd like to see a little more. This is Trevor Simeon taking responsibility yesterday, and this is how fired up he is to tell you how bad he's been playing. Well, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't holding up my end of the bargain, so it's tough to um, tough to get on guys when when you're not playing well. So I got to play better. It starts with me. Um, but I think this we have great leadership on offense. Um, guys are you know frankly embarrassed with, with what we put out there um, last Sunday. So we got to play better. I got to play better, and, and everybody knows that. His message isn't all that bad, but his delivery is just so bland. And I know that's being nitpicky, but guess what? When you've been down 42 to 3 to two of the worst teams in the NFL the last two weeks, 
you have to wonder if emotion is what's missing from the Broncos' offense. If fiery leadership and passion is what's missing from the Broncos' offense, and when their quarterback comes out and takes responsibility and yet still makes me want to fall asleep, I wonder if that's why they're so bad. Because they, for as much as we talked about yesterday, well, you gotta blow up that side of the ball. Well, uh, in a, in a vacuum, Demarius Thomas is fairly talented. In a vacuum, Emmanuel Sanders is fairly talented. In a vacuum, Matt Paradis and Ronald Leary have been two of the better offensive linemen this year. In a vacuum, CJ Anderson, if he can stay healthy, has had some nice moments. In a vacuum, Jamal Charles is probably headed for Canton. It's a leadership problem on the offense right now, not necessarily a personnel problem. I know they can get better in certain areas, but they definitely, definitely have talent on that side of the ball in a vacuum. And right now they are just totally devoid of leadership, and their quarterback is perpetuating that problem in a big way. Could not agree more. I mean, to some extent, we talked about different teams, but the message was the same in both those hot takes. Who's the leader? The Broncos offense has the same problem as the Nuggets. Who's in charge? There are pieces. Who's yelling at people in the huddle when things aren't going right? Who's steering people in the right direction? Who's saying, guys, I got this? I mean, a good leader knows when to pat you on the back and knows when to kick you in the butt. Who's doing either of those things for either of those groups? Who? And in football, it's pretty freaking easy. It's the quarterback. That's his job. Yep. Who does it in New England? Who does it in Atlanta? Who does it in Philadelphia? Who does it in Oakland? I could go on and on and on and on. And don't tell me it's a, well, he's a young guy. Done with the excuses, because who does it in Houston? Who's the guy in Houston who does it? Guy who's been in the NFL for four games. It's on Trevor Simeon. Denver needs to stop being excuse town. Excuse city. He's a nice kid. It's a nice story. But we need to stop coddling this guy. He got shut out. The last quarterback to get shut out by the, for the Broncos, Tommy freaking Maddox. That's his, that's the class he's in. We have, we have major breaking news out of New England that we will get to on the other side. Plus more World Series talk, more Nuggets talk. And did you see who threw down at Broncos yesterday and everyone fell in love with? Yeah, you know a swag. That's next on the Vic Lombardi show. Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Altitude 950 is the home of the Denver Nuggets. And our coverage doesn't stop with the final buzzer. Keep it on Altitude 950 for In the Paint. Get all the highlights and hear from players and coaches. And Josh Dover will be taking calls to get your thoughts on the game. Get In the Paint after every Nuggets game with Altitude 950. All it takes to get a loan for your next truck or SUV is a couple of clicks at bestcarbuys.com. Bad credit, no credit, first-time buyer, Best Car Buys has credit unions and banks competing for your business with premium financing for everyone. And a wide selection of low-mileage trucks and SUVs, even diesels. All vehicles come with a free 60-day warranty. See dealer for details. And a free Carfax is available. Visit bestcarbuys.com and fill out the easy credit form. All it takes to get a loan for your next truck or SUV is a couple of clicks at bestcarbuys.com. Do you know the IRS writes off millions in tax debt every year? 
and you may qualify for tax relief and not even know it. My friend Jack McDonough, the founder of Blackfin IRS Solutions, says, If you have unpaid taxes, it's time to stop hiding and fix a problem once and for all. IRS problems do not solve themselves. Let Blackfin prepare your unfiled tax returns to prevent you from going to jail for non-filing. If you owe taxes, you may qualify for tax relief and not even know it. Blackfin IRS Solutions is your local ally in the fight to take back your life from the fear and stress of IRS problems. They know the ins and outs of the tax system and are ready to fight for you. Don't spend another minute living under the burden and stress of your unpaid taxes or unfiled tax returns. Call Blackfin IRS Solutions at 303-904-1450 to arrange a consultation. Find out if you qualify for tax debt relief. That's 303-904-1450 or online at blackfinirs.com. Hey, Scott Ace here. Can't find the energy for your next workout. When I'm looking to boost that energy and endurance, I drink H2. That's H-T-W-O. It's hydrogen water. Not only does it hydrate your body, but H2, hydrogen water, delivers the power of molecular hydrogen into your body. It's energy at the cellular level to give you that boost. Get you the energy you need without the sugars and additives that ruin your health. Get your H2 hydrogen water today at your local King Supers. This is John Elway. I joined the American financing team for one simple reason. They look out for homeowners in Colorado. They're solution providers and will take the time to understand your goals and objectives. Your needs may not be the same as your neighbors. Here's something I appreciate. They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. That's different than most of the other guys. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. It's called responsible lending, and that's what drives the culture at family-owned American financing. Are they any good? The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for new home loan or refinance, I recommend calling American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. Rates won't stay this low forever. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Getting word of an accident northbound I-25, north of Castle Pines Parkway. Traffic is brought to you by your local Ford store. Overall, speeds are a little bit better than we normally see some school districts on fall break. Four-car accident is causing a slow patch, though, eastbound I-270 at Vasquez. It's the final days of Ford Truck Month, your last chance to get a great deal on a new Ford truck, like F-150 or Super Duty. But hurry, these deals on the trucks built better, built stronger, built Ford Tough are only at your local Ford stores. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. James Merlat, you know him as Manchester. Will Peterson, HW, taking you until 10 o'clock. Uh, shout out to Danny. Just said, you guys should re- rename the show while Charity Boy is out saving the world one golf swing at a time. Pretty I think that's Danny. a pretty good idea. Uh, maybe we should have made the Power Five, and I know we got it coming up, what to name the show. Well, Vic's not here. Well, we could, if it's, and if it's a good name, by the time he comes back on Monday, that's just what we call it. We can call an audible on this. I, we can I don't redo hate it. all the imaging by then. <laughs> that's not hard. I don't hate calling an audible on that uh, Power Five. Good suggestion, Danny. If you missed it, Vic on his way to Vegas this morning to play golf 
and stay at the Bellagio and raise money for charity. Going each way in a private jet. Private jet. Yeah. yeah. The minor details. Tough right? gig. Yeah. Tough gig. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we teased a little breaking news out of New England. You know how you don't really know anyone on the New England defense? Like, it's yes. just kind of a bunch of... You, like, you know Malcolm Butler, but you only know Malcolm Butler because Pete Carroll's an idiot. Right, right. Uh, they got rid of Jamie Collins. Who was the other? Chandler Jones. They got rid of him. But you do know this name, and that's Dante Hightower. Basically, the Patriots' best defender, I would, I would say from afar. I don't, I don't know. At least one of the only guys name-wise I recognize. Correct. Yes. Torin Peck out for the season. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. All the big NFL insiders confirming it. And while I'm not happy Hightower got hurt, that sucks for him. Whatever. It makes me all that much more mad that the Broncos are so worthless on offense because if they were decent on offense, we'd be sitting here this morning going, ooh, that AFC just got more and more winnable. That trip to the Super Bowl just became more and more of a possibility, and instead we're like, well, maybe now Kansas City or Pittsburgh can go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it it certainly hurts New England. However, if there's one team in this league that we should not have that thought process with, it's the Patriots. Nobody figures out a way to patch things together as well as Bill Belichick and his staff. They'll figure it out. I would agree normally, but that defense has been more exposed this year than they have any other year in recent memory. Yeah, but what did Atlanta do against them? Well, Atlanta's hung over as hell. They look awful. I mean, I'm talking point, about what Houston did to them and what Carolina did to them and what the Chiefs did to them. Yeah, I mean, Carolina just scored three at Chicago, and they scored 33 in New England. But that's all September football. I mean, haven't we learned in this town to not worry about September football? Because how great did the Broncos' offense look against the Cowboys? I mean, Josh McCown looked good against is, is them. That a lot the, of folks is, have looked good against Is that the offense them. we now see in Denver? Josh no. McCown was a terrible call away from Fine. going to overtime. I kept telling you guys over and over and over again, look, the Patriots are going to figure this out, and the problem is going to be they're going to be 7-2 and two at the point that they figure it out because they still find ways to win. Which they they scrounge together wins. And don't dig themselves a hole. And so instead of figuring it out when they're three and six, they're going to figure it out when they're seven and two. And then it's going to be, oh, yeah, it's the Patriots again. Speaking of figuring it out when you're three and six, uh, did you see who practiced yesterday? Yeah. It was, uh, you know what's funny is it was, it was this guy. That's not who I noticed. Yeah, you know a swag. You're talking about Paxton Lynch. Twelve was on the field. What's funny is we're so desperate for a competent quarterback that your mind goes to Paxton, my mind goes to Swag Kelly, and I'm not sure either one's the answer, but that's how desperate we are right now. Like you think you think Paxton, I think Swag, and right now I think 95% of fans would just say throw either one out there and see what happens because this Simeon kid ain't working. Now, what were the reports on Paxton in, in practice? Was he a full participant? We have some sound from Vance Joseph on on uh, Paxton Lynch's timetable uh, for coming back. It's been, what, two-plus months now since he hurt that shoulder? Two months today. Two months to the it day. Was it was August 26th, 26th in that uh, fourth preseason game against the Cardinals. Was it the fourth one or the third one? It was the third one. It was the third one because Sloter played play the, the whole one. fourth that's, game. That's when right. everybody thought, hey, let's put a statue of him next out, out there next to Pat Boland. Would you take Sloter right now? No. 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 And as I said in the preseason, he will never throw a pass in the NFL. He's and one he, step away in Minnesota. Not anymore. He was for a couple of weeks there. Fine. But is he, was he, was he in uniform Sunday? I'm not sure. No. He's, he, come on. 
what are we talking about? Teddy Bridgewater's back now. Case Keenum's playing fine. They have Sam Bradford. Kyle Slaughter is buried on that depth chart, which is exactly where he should be. But everybody gets so – I have never – and I know every town, they love the backup quarterback. And, and it's been this way since I was a kid. I have never seen a football fan base that loves scrub backup quarterbacks more than this town. Ever. When I was a kid, people used to call shows like this and say Gary Kubiak should start ahead of John Elway. Mm. Over and over and over and over again. All the time. Think about how asinine that thought is now in hindsight. And it was a common theme. It wasn't like, oh, one guy used to call Urban Joe. It was all the time. And it's, but, nothing's changed in 30 years. But you and I are just talking about, quote-unquote, scrub backup quarterbacks. Because you got excited packs in practice. I got excited that Swag Kelly was out there. So we can bench Trevor Simeon. He ain't John Elway. True. I'm not excited about Paxton Lynch. I'm excited about somebody different. But what did he do yesterday? All right. Well, this Paxton Lynch thing. Because according to Jeff Legwald, he can't throw the ball more than nine inches. It's kind of weird. It's been exactly two months, and they told us it was a short-term injury. Here's Vance Joseph yesterday with an update. Frame? Uh, we're not sure. You know, it, it depends on Paxton. It depends on his health. You know, right now, I mean, he's... He's, uh, he's thrown the last week and a half, um, with a little soreness, not much. So again, this is, this is his first day back tomorrow with a, uh, real football practice. So we'll see. Mm. Still sore, barely throwing, and apparently according to the head coach, his first real day back wasn't even yesterday. It's tomorrow, which is now today, uh, on a Thursday, two months to the day from hurting the shoulder. That's an actual practice. Okay. I mean, that certainly didn't say, Oh, we're months away. He can only throw the ball eight feet. It's up to Paxton. Okay. That to me sounds like, uh, we're just going to try and buy some time here because as soon as it's not a terrible situation to walk into, he's your starting quarterback. They're ready to make that switch. Mm, okay. But it, it, bear with me here. If you're three and two, the season can be salvaged. If you're three and three, like you are now, the season can be salvaged. If you're three and four, Maybe if you're three and five, three and six, it can't be salvaged. So what? Why are we waiting? We're 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 giving up on this season. No, no, because no, no, we're no. afraid no. to throw Paxton into a tough environment in Arrowhead. That's your timeline. That's not my timeline. But they're, I, but they're not going to win with Simeon. We both agree with that. Agreed. Okay, but, dude, they're not going to win with Paxton Lynch going in on a Monday night in his first start, coming off an injury in Arrowhead. That ain't happening. So the season's lost. No. At three and three, the season's lost. There's no solution. At three and four, is the season lost? But is Paxton going to go win into Philly? I mean, based I on the schedule. Better, I think he has a better shot of winning at Philly than he does at I mean, Kansas City. You said yesterday Philly's going to the Super Bowl. Or they're the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. So they're the favorite. I think he has a better chance of winning in Philadelphia than he does in Kansas City. To me, they're the same they game. Got they, they, to me, really? they're the same game. Really? So Philadelphia is the same home field advantage as Arrowhead. Well, both lines are out, and Vegas agrees with me. Both are about a touchdown. Historically speaking... The Broncos have struggled at the link the same as they've struggled at Arrowhead. The sample size is significantly smaller. I don't, I don't have their stats in front of me of what they've done in Philly, but based on how good Philly's been this year, I think they're the same football game whether you throw Paxton in one or the other. Which offense is going to give the Broncos more fits? The team that has receivers who can catch the ball out of the backfield and a really, really good tight end, or the team that is stronger on the outside, and has a second-year quarterback. Well, I mean, that second-year quarterback's the MVP favorite right, right now. Right now. But who do you think you have a better chance of rattling if you're the Broncos' defense? 
Alex Smith or Carson Wentz? I mean, they couldn't rattle Eli Manning or Phillip Rivers, so I'm not really sure they're going to rattle Alex Smith or Carson Wentz. Okay, fine. So then they should – I don't even know why they're playing. Why are they even playing in those well, that's games? Well, why, that's why I would throw Paxton in this week. Why? That's what I'm getting at. They're on a Monday night, in Monday night football, you don't think there's any difference between Monday night football at Arrowhead when everybody's been drinking all day and an 11 o'clock game at Philadelphia. There's I, no I, difference. I don't think there's as much as you think, no. Okay, but th- my question is, there's no difference. And you said, well, Vegas agrees with me and everybody else agrees with me and blah, blah, blah. There's no difference. Okay, there's a slight difference. Does that make you feel better? I mean, there, there's this much difference. Man, okay, I'm so, what, far, be it, far be it for me to come up with a scenario where they can salvage the season because I think you have a better chance of winning in Philly than you have of winning in Kansas City, and you certainly have a better chance of winning at home, even if it's against the Patriots, than you do winning either of those games. And I think Paxton Lynch should start both of those games if they lose on Monday, which they're going to. They're going to get blown out on Monday. They're going to get boat raced on Monday. Monday has 24-7 to 7 written all over it. All right, so three and four is where you would bring Paxton into yes. this. It's still salvageable because if you if you split those two games and you're four and five, you're still in it. It's the NFL. It's nine and seven is going to make the playoffs. It's a bunch of weak teams this year. And nine and seven, if your quarterback is making some plays and you have a really good defense, who knows what you can do in the playoffs? Who knows? But they don't have a quarterback who makes any plays. And all these excuses about, well, he's not getting protected. Look at the numbers. That's not true. He's 12th in the league in time to throw. 12th. That's not, that's not 32nd. I'm just tired of the excuses. Ron Leary's one of the highest rated guards. Matt Paradis, by all accounts, has had a fine year. I mean, they got a bad right tackle. Wow, really? There are a lot of teams out there who don't have one weak link in their offensive line that their coaching staff has to figure out a way to not have that be a sieve. Man, this is just excuse, Phil. It's just excuse, Phil. Oh, uh, well, we, we, don't, we don't have a right tackle. We lost Menelik Watson, so let's just fold up the tents. What can we do offensively? You break. Coach Jones chimes in and says, uh, agree with Manchester. Eagles are a better start for Paxton because the Chiefs have a better pass rush. Another reason. There you go. Mm. Justin Houston. Who's the pass rusher on Philadelphia that scares you? Against this O-line, you or I scared me. just worked everyone over. <laughs> I mean, I don't know Philly's roster as well as I know Kansas City's with Justin Houston and D Ford and those guys. I, I just think both games are extremely, extremely unwinnable. I mean, if you had to, if you had to bet on those two games right now, uh, Philadelphia's had a nice start. They also needed a 61-yard field goal to beat the Giants. I know the Broncos lost to the Giants, but they needed a 61-yard field goal to beat the Giants. They beat the mediocre as all get-out Redskins twice, and it's been six games. Whereas I look at Kansas City, and they've been good for three years. They've been good for three years. What's their record in the last season and a half? Well, against teams other than the Steelers, it's nearly it's unbeaten. It's remarkable. Yes. They're a better team, and they're a more consistent team. They're a more explosive team. I think the Broncos can handle Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar just fine. Because that matchup is better. The Broncos are good at cornerback. They're terrible at middle linebacker when they have to cover tight ends and running backs. But Kansas City's a nightmare. If they lost 21 nothing in L.A., I don't know how they go into with 25,000 home fans. I don't know how they go into Lincoln Financial with 70,000 Eagles gonna fans. I'm not going to bet on it. I'm just saying it's an easier it's an easier draw or an easier game than at Arrowhead. 8584 says you're both wrong. Play Brock 
on Monday. If he plays reasonably well, then play him again at Philly. Bro- the problem with Brock is he can't move. It's If the problem is what everybody says the problem is, and it's all on the offensive line, and it's not on Skittle Boy, then the, he ain't solving the problem. Chris Dempsey coming up at 8 o'clock to talk Nuggets in Charlotte. What went wrong and how do they fix it? Because they need to fix it quick. Up next, our Power 5 question of the day. Denver cornerback Aqib Talib. We do it every Tuesday on the show. On Altitude 950. Denver media, they make it like it's the end of the world. When we still second in the division with a Monday night game coming up, that can make us first in the division. Aqib Talib. Presented by Honda Power Equipment. Power you can trust. You guys still believe you can turn this around. You just got to clean some stuff up. Simple as that. Once those momentum players start going our way, we had knock off five in a row. And then y'all guys in the media... Y'all will be praising us again. Akeem Talib speaking his mind Tuesday at 8.15 on the Dick Lombardi Show. Only on Altitude 950. First you have the crash, then the doctor's visits, then the pain, medications, limitations, and then comes the fight with the insurance company. How do you get on an even playing field? Use the Bell & Pollock legal game plan. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. For over 25 years, we've represented injured people. Based on our experience, we've formulated an injury legal game plan, a game plan you can use right now. Our legal game plan gives you the ability to fight the insurance company, and it's free. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you. Ever notice how some big sporting goods stores don't carry goods for your sport? Like hockey gear. Center Ice is your hometown specialty hockey shop. They have all the major brands, including Bauer, CCM, Vaughn, and True. And right now, you can save 10% on everything in the store. Everything. Ice, inline, goalie, and referee gear. 10% off now till November 15th. Register to win top-of-the-line hockey gear and get a free gift with purchase. Center Ice, the specialty hockey store. In the Tech Center, in the Marina Square Shopping Center. Dance number three. The Reuben Melt. It's new on the menu. Pop as big as a house burrito. Saucy and cheesy and meaty. The variety of the menu. There's all types of food here. Um, I had the Havana skillet. Friendly environment. And I grew up on the food. There's nothing better than green chili and football on a Sunday morning. Good food. Dance number three in Aurora off Havana and Park in Glendale off Cherry in Leedsdale and downtown 15th and Curtis. The breakfast burrito mostly. Sam's number three. I sucker for burritos and then you make a breakfast and I'm in. I love their home fries and I love the tomatilla sauce. Love the green chili here. Everything looked really good and then I turned the page and saw there was a whole other page of breakfast. I think there's a taste for everybody. I love the menu. It's a great selection. Well, it's been a long-held tradition in my family. I've been coming here since I was a little girl. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale and downtown at 15th and Curtis. Stuff is a good John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. 
If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A couple accidents clearing at this point. One eastbound Hamden at Holly. There's an accident reported southbound Santa Fe at Hamden. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. If you're down to the south, north on I-25, there is an accident reported north of Castle Pines Parkway. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. Now back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. James Merillat, Will Peterson taking you until... You're all right. What happened? Remember, you're on TV now, too. So. I know. My cord for my headphones got pinched in here, and so when I picked up my headphones, I banged them right into my forehead. Oh. So if you were watching on Periscope, you just saw me do you that. You saw that happen. We are live on Periscope. You can find us at Altitude 950 or at Vic Lombardi. Um, he's not here, and we're still using his Periscope and Twitter account. I kind of like it. Yeah, we should tweet out all sorts of stuff. Oh, man. That you know how much trouble we could get him in? That could be fun. Like, breaking. Broncos agreed to. No, we would We would never do that. He could talk trash about the Hawks leading into tomorrow's game. Yeah. I think that might get him in some hot water. Yeah. Hey, I want to, and I know we're going to get to the, the Power Five, but can I read some spin for you? I'm just so tired of the spin when it comes to this Broncos team. And we all know where it comes from. It all comes from the Broncos, and people just take it and run with it. But Monday Morning Quarterback's headline today, if you're on Twitter, latest evolution of Wentz, Rams defense thrives, Joe Flacco's struggles, Broncos issues are at O-line, not QB. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got I to gotta hear this, and I click to it. Here's the entire thing. I can read the entire Part of the story that's about this, because it's one paragraph. Okay. We're again focusing on the quarterback situation in Denver when we should be focusing on the offensive line. The team's brass viewed the latter as the biggest problem on the roster last year. Not true. Not true, because they pursued Tony Romo, but fact factually incorrect already. Then spent cash, Menelik Watson, Ronald Leary, and draft capital, Garrett Bowles, to fix it in a year when there wasn't a lot of O-line strength in either market, so it shouldn't be a shocker that the issue remains. That is, you don't have any facts to point out that it's offensive line. You're saying in the in the off season they tried to fix their offensive line, so therefore it's still bad. That, yeah, that's 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 your logic. That's your explanation. Well, and it's also bizarre that in that headline, Joe Flacco and Trevor Simeon, who have very similar stats, one of them gets thrown under the bus, and the other one. Gets the O line as the excuse. Uh, they don't Joe have... Flacco has a Super Bowl MVP to his name or, or Super Bowl ring. I don't know if he won MVP. And, and Trevor Simeon has won squat in this league. And yet in the headline, it's all Joe Flacco's fault and it's all the Broncos O line fault. Yeah. And, and then you don't support that with anything. Like come out with, hey, you know what? His average time to throw the ball is 28th. Right. There's the no league, evidence. Or, you know, he's the worst ranked guard in football or whatever. Nothing. Nothing. It's just. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they drafted a guy and they spent money on two guys, so, which, you know, was all, uh, good reasons going into the year to wonder if they'd be fine because everybody just said, well, their offensive line is better, even though we don't have any reason for it. But man, 
that is just such spin, such utter spin of the Broncos PR staff wanting to deflect from Simeon and just feeding stuff to guys, and they just regurgitate it. They just regurgitate it. Whoever wrote this for Monday Morning Quarterback, Peter King's site on Sports Illustrated, put zero thought into it, zero critical thinking, and went, is this true? They just, Let's whatever go the, they tell them. Let's go to the hotline and welcome in uh, the guy whose name is on the show, Vic Lombardi. Vic, I know you've been on hold. Does this sound like a normal morning for you? Um, I just checked out the Periscope feed because we are broadcasting live on Periscope, and I noticed, HW, that you're in my chair. Do not sit in my chair when I'm not there. That's rule number one. It would be an odd shot if Will and I yeah, were that far to sit apart. 19 feet apart from each other on this table. I don't want your body on my chair and your mouth on my microphone. Maybe I'll lick your mic cover, that, too. No, let's get that clear. When I'm gone, nobody speaks into my mic. So move over to your place and, and get out. What do you think happens every day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m.? Well, what I don't know doesn't hurt me. What I see <laughs> now hurts me. What else, what else you got? Nothing. That's it. I That's just it. Tell you get out of my chair. That's it. What, what Are you done with this uh, charity thing yet? Are you getting on the bird, or what are you doing? Where, where are we at no, in your day? We're actually uh, we're on the runway right now getting ready to depart Denver, Colorado. Uh, we're going to go build homes. Uh, build homes in some countries. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty skilled with a salva. So I'm going to go up, build some things and, uh, we'll be back in no time. So are you saying Kyle Keefe's, uh, work portion of this is done? Yes. He's okay. done. He got, he got done just moments ago. We both got done. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, Actually, he's in his car listening? Uh, he may be at this point. I don't know. We're, we're, we're raising money for the Children's Diabetes Foundation, which when you, when you do some research on it, it's amazing some of the stuff that's being done in Denver. But, uh, no, he should be in the car. Give him a call. call no, him. He, oh, he's too busy. No, he said he was too busy. He didn't have time today. <laughs> oh, that's a sign. He doesn't want to talk to you two. The only one to talk that's to me. That's exactly yeah. as we took it. Well, that's Vic, how we interpreted it. Safe travels to Vegas. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your 24 hours out there and we'll, we'll talk to you for NFL picks hey, tomorrow, hey, right? Hey, Vic, Vic, real quick, yeah. real quick. I know you gotta go. Uh, what's wrong with the Nuggets? Um, God, where do I start? I talked to Josh Dover on the postgame show last night, and it's really, really alarming to me to see how they have zero identity. Last year, at least their identity was offense. Now they have none. I mean, their offense is not what it used to be. Their defense is okay, I guess. They're turning the ball over. I, I don't know. I, if I could put a finger on it, I do not know. But what we see right now, their schedule before Thanksgiving easy, okay? It's easy compared to after Thanksgiving. So if they can't win before Thanksgiving, uh, that's going to start some alarm bells. Even Michael Malone mentioned they cannot afford to get off to a slow start. One in three does not. Oh, I think the I think the FAA just killed him. When is the last time we did an interview on this show with anyone where they didn't have phone issues? Months. Uh, every time. Every it doesn't time. matter if it's Travis Heath, it doesn't matter if it's Aqib, it doesn't matter if it's Vic, it doesn't matter who it is. We always have phone issues at some point with their cell phone. Every time. I think he got most of his points out though, so I, I think we'll we'll just let him be at this point. Did he point, just right? hit did he just end it? Yeah, he, may, just, he well, just hung up on us? Yeah, maybe they went to airplane mode, you know? Just be safe on that private jet. All right, a few minutes before we talk to Chris Dempsey, we'll quickly do our power five question of the day. 
What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. All right, so you heard it. Vic is gone, giving Manchester and I controls this morning from 7 to 10. We don't know if that was a good idea because Manchester came up with this live on air moments ago, and I think it's great. On the Reem Pro Partners text line, 30933, Manchester and I have done this show for more than a year. A year and two days. We don't have our name on the show. Nowhere near it. You don't need to put our name on the show, but with Vic gone, it's a chance to rename the show. So 30933, what would you rename the show while Vic's gone? Basically, you know, cats away, mice will play. What can we rename the show with Vic Lombardi in Vegas playing golf? So something like Manchester and Friends. <laughs> HW and Company? <laughs> yes, exactly. Manchester and the Minions. <laughs> Don't call me a Minion. Come on now. That's what we're looking for. Something like that. That's, that's what we're looking we for. 30933. We'll read our favorite ones. Uh, we'll toss our favorite ones out there to the listeners and let them decide should we actually rename the show in Vic's ab- absence while he is gone. Maybe we could even get like our picture taken and put on the app. You know, there's a lot of things yeah. that, you know, could be upgraded around this joint yeah, for you. Alex, take our photo. Yeah, exactly. Right in front of a window. I mean, you could even incorporate Mar- Marty and Jesse into the name if you want. Why not? Why not? I mean, All four of us could take a photo today. The four of us showed up to work for five days this week. We could put that on the site, put it on the app. It'd be great. Uh, let's see here. 5253 says the minions. Not bad. Not bad. Although I don't, that would, again, I wouldn't be on the, in the name then. 1647 says Vic Lombardi and the minions. <laughs> uh, Coach Jones says truth and destruction. That sounds intense. That sounds like a, a bad, like, James Bond movie. It, yeah, yeah. Am, am I truth? You guys are destruction or am no, I destruction? No, dude, you're destruction. <laughs> I don't think that's fair at all. Uh Nash says salty and red in the morning. I assume I'm red and you're salty. Yeah, salty and sweet. Uh I can't read that one. Manchester and the donkey on the right. That's from 2007. <laughs> 2944 says dumb and dumber. Who's dumb? Who's dumber? Well, I think the texters would say I'm the latter. 8723 says Manchester and the Ginger Man. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. But, I mean, I roll with this whole ginger thing. That that has an HR complaint written all over it. Oh, you don't think being called Manchester has an HR complaint written all over it? (laughs) Touche. I guess we both have ammo. Uh, What's his name and who's his face? That's fair. Whatever. This Vic, is pretty Vic's good. Vic's a star. We get it. 5132 says Manchester and the giant tomato. <laughs> Not bad. Sean chimes in with the bad and the ugly. Am I the bad? <laughs> Am I the ugly? <laughs> uh, 8723 says ginger by the sea. Not terrible. Not terrible. Not I terrible. see what you did there. It's kind of got a decent ring to it. Uh, not bad. 33119 says big red and an ass. <laughs> That's not a nice thing to say about Vic when he's not yeah, here. Yeah, man, come on. Uh, 1647, this is great. There's never an off-season to rail on Simeon. <laughs> well played. 8438, the Never Trevor Show. Uh, I, I'd be fine with that. Uh, oh, this is good. 8238, the good, the bad, and the really depressing. How about the good, the bad, and I told you so? <laughs> 3343, I'm not reading yours. Uh, 5253 says Ginger Manchie. 
Not bad. Uh, oh, six zero three three. Very descriptive. Tiny, grumpy, and noisy. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think we know who's who in that one. TGN. Uh, the Wit Brothers, Dim and Knit. <laughs> From five nine four six. Pretty clever. Zed and Broomfield says uh, the small Manchester's. Is that what we could call your kids, I guess? But I kind of yeah. like the little degenerates. We'll hear from them tomorrow. I just sent that to you, by the way. They 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 did their picks this morning. Nice, low so, energy again. I I hope not. And I told I specifically requested an appearance by Ryan. So we'll see if we get that done. There we go. All right, keep them coming. Three zero nine three three. I read as many as I could. Bunch more coming in. Good suggestions, guys. We will try to rename the show while Vic is gone the next two days. We'll reset here at the top of the hour. On the other side, Chris Dempsey. Live from the East Coast, what is wrong with the Denver Nuggets? Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow afternoon, the Avalanche are in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. The puck drops at 4 o'clock with a pregame show getting underway at 3.35. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avs, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver. This is the home of your Colorado Avalanche. Seattle shoots and scores! It's a hat-trick for Matt Seattle! Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. And that's how you do it when you're from Long Beach! Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Yeah, I thought the first quarter was okay. I thought it really turned that second quarter. Uh, their bench came in and just changed the complexion of the game. Johnny O'Brien, Malik Monk, Frank Kaminsky, they, uh, they had more energy than us. So I thought to start the game, we were okay. Uh, but for whatever reason, when we put ourselves in the game, uh, I just did not like our energy overall in that first half. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. That's Nuggets head coach Michael Malone after the loss to Charlotte last night. James Merrillat, Will Peterson taking you until 10 this morning. Let's go to the hotline. Welcome in our friend from Altitude TV and Nuggets.com, Chris Dempsey, out on the East Coast with your Denver Nuggets. Dems, what's up, man? How are you? Doing fantastic, guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing really well. Thanks so much for a few minutes. All right, let's start with that second quarter last night against the Hornets where the game really got out of hand. Wasn't much of a game after that. What, in so many words, happened in that quarter, and how do the Nuggets prevent it from happening again? Yeah, so, you know, I think a couple of things were happening in that quarter and, and pretty much through that entire first half. And you had is you started off having uh, Charlotte really, I mean, the, the their ability to get into the paint and get paint touches uh, in terms of just getting their feet to the paint uh, was they were getting there whenever they wanted. And so uh, when you collapse a defense the way they were able to collapse that defense um, at will pretty much, uh, you are able to then to just kick out the three-point shooters. And I think it started with their ability to just get in the lane and collapse the Nuggets defense routinely. Uh, and then it just kind of uh, spread out into, uh, you know, uh, open shooters knocking down jump shots. And then once they got hot, it was it was they could not be stopped. And in that second quarter, Frank Kaminsky was huge. I mean, he scored 12 points in that uh, second quarter uh, by himself, and uh, some of that was him driving and getting to the lane and um, you know finishing in the paint. And some of that was him keeping the uh, court spreads. Uh, standing at the top of the key or uh, in a corner and, and uh, being available for uh, for the kick-out pass, knock down a three-point shot. Uh, and then just when Charlotte got rolling with the jump shots, they could not be stopped. I mean, it just is 
um, is by you know early in the season, but quite clearly the best shooting game they've had uh, early in this season, and um, the the jump shooting um, you know created by some of that dribble penetration is, is really what hurt the Nuggets. Chris, one of the things that jumped out at me too is is this a team? This is a team that's supposed to be built on offense. I mean, that's what they do, and I know it's different at home than on the road. But man, ninety three points, and you have a sixteen point second quarter. But to me, part of the issue is you don't you don't know what you're going to get out of them. It's like they don't know what they are. They don't have an identity. Case in point, their lone win of the year. Nikola Jokic doesn't score, but everybody talks about how well. Yeah, but he was facilitating. He was running through him. Look at all the assists. And the last night he has one assist. It's not running through him. It doesn't seem to be like the fact that we don't get the same thing over and over and over again. It, it, it's it's as though they don't have an offensive identity or don't know what they want to do every time down the floor. What's your thought on this team offensively? Yeah, so I think there are a few things. Uh, you know, the, obviously there's still an, an adjustment period going on with the Jokic Millsap. Um, kind of front court, uh, you know, how they're going to be able to space things out, who's going to be at the top, who's going to be on the block uh, from possession to possession. So, uh, you know, there is some of that going on. I, you know, I, I, honestly, I just think there's they're not getting their style of basketball on court in, in terms of pace. They're one of the slowest pace uh, NBA teams. And this is it's a little bit relative because there are some teams that are playing at breakneck paces to start the season. But uh, still, uh, their pace is under 100 points per possession, and that's just that's nowhere near what they want to be uh, as, as a basketball team. So, uh, you know, getting their style of basketball court from a pace standpoint is a problem. Uh, and then, uh, you know, figuring out what which Jokic is the best Jokic. You know, what's the balance between uh, facilitating and scoring? What's the best balance there? Um, I think they're obviously still figuring that out. I mean, you just pointed out, I mean, he had a, a game where he didn't score and only took three shots and they won. Um, and then his two, pretty much his two biggest scoring games of the year, they lost them both. And uh, so there's, there's, I think those things are going on. Uh, the turnovers were obviously a problem just in, and I think the turnovers were a problem, oh, you know, beyond just, uh, the uh, the points off of turnovers, but they were not allowing the, the Nuggets to even get shots to the rim. And you're talking about a team that entered last game uh, shooting seven fewer shots per game than they did last year, 80 as opposed to 87, and that's huge because they actually are a pretty good shooting basketball team, 46% going into that game. Uh, yesterday, uh, even though they did not shoot the ball uh, very well against the Charlotte Hornets, so if you can, they can kind of get possessions back and shots at the rim, I think they'll be eventually okay. But the other thing is, is they have to get that pace up, and they have to get themselves up and down the court. Uh, and teams early on have been able to kind of bog them down uh, a little bit. And, and the Nuggets playing in the half court for uh, you know the majority of the game is just not where they want to be. They want early offense. They want to get fast break points. They had zero fast break points in the first half yesterday. And you, you know, and so if uh, you know the, the the good teams are are allow themselves to be able to impose their will no matter who the opponent is. Uh, the, the the Nuggets are getting dictate the games dictated to them, uh, certainly from the offensive standpoint uh, early on the season. You know, you mentioned uh, how there's still some feeling out period and getting used to being on the floor together with with Millsap and Jokic, and really where I think that impacts this team in terms of their starting five is the third guy in the front court because Wilson Chandler through four games feels like the fifth wheel to me. Like they don't yeah. really know what to do with them and where their role is, and you kind of know what you're getting out of your backcourt. And I, you know, I think they know what they want to do sometimes with Jokic and maybe even with Millsap. 
But how does Wilson Chandler fit into that starting five? And is that something where if we continue to see this bad effort or lack of energy or however you want to put it from the second group, would it maybe make more sense to have him be the, the, the number one guy in that second group as opposed to the fifth wheel in the first group? Yeah, maybe it would. Um, it's just a little bit difficult in the, in so far as I think you, another thing you kind of touched on there was, um, how would Wilson take it? And last year, part of the, his, um, issue, his frustrations with the team was, uh, you know, he was coming off the bench and then he was kind of starting. Then he didn't know who he was, uh, the, the players playing around him. Uh, and, and, and just so that, uncertainty with what the role is uh, really was uh, an issue with him last year. Now, I, I think, uh, you know, even when Wilson Chandler has, when he was coming off the bench and, and they were, and coaches had wanted uh, to get shots and scores, scoring out of him, um, it's been very difficult. I mean, you can go all the way back to George Carl and uh, hear some of the, some of his press conferences where he would say, hey, well, we need to get Wilson Chandler more aggressive. And Brian Shaw said the exact same thing. And now I just think this is a situation that is very, very difficult because uh, he looks at himself and, and looks at the four guys around him, and he says, well, uh, Nicole Jokic needs the ball. Uh, Paul Millsap needs the ball. Gary Harris needs the ball. And so just if you eliminate those three right off the top, he's, I think he thinks of himself as at least the fourth, stop, fourth option. And then if Jamal Murray is going in, you're right, sometimes the fifth option. And I just don't know how the Nuggets get around that, uh, you know, you know, at all, you know, because those guys do need the basketball and you do want them to score. So, um, you know, could that help them? Yeah, I think it probably could. Do I think they'll do that? No, I, I don't. I don't think they will. Uh, and so they're just going to have to figure out a way to kind of get him going and get him aggressive. There were some moments in the third quarter uh, of the game yesterday where. Uh, you could see his, a little bit of signs of life in terms of him driving to the rim and to, uh, looking to take, uh, be aggressive offensively when he had the basketball instead of just trying to move it on after receiving the pass. And so I think if they can just get him at least in that state of mind to, when he can receive the pass, look at the rim. You know, look at the rim and, and, and try to attack the rim and score first. Uh, then things can kind of flow off of that. But I think that is, it's going to be an issue that it's going to take a little bit of time to, to get him figured out. Chris, you mentioned Jamal Murray briefly there. Takes 20 shots last night, makes seven of them, finishes with 16 points. Not the most efficient night, but James and I were talking earlier, we liked the aggression from Jamal Murray. Is that something the coaching staff is preaching to him right now, and do you look for him to continue to be aggressive the rest of this road trip? Yeah, I certainly hope so. And it is something that they want out of him. And, you know, obviously his, uh, his uh, college coach was in the uh, audience yesterday, as well as his father. And, 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 you know, that has a way of uh, adding some intensity and aggressiveness to some players sometimes when they're in front of uh, people that they really want to uh, impress. Uh, I think he absolutely needs to, to uh, take this approach each and every game. And, um, I, the shots will fall. I, mean, I know he was a little down after the game yesterday. The jump shots weren't falling for him. 0 for 5 from three-point range. Um, but, listen, we know that the jump shots will fall for him. He just, he just needs to stay aggressive. And, um, you know, uh, th- this starting lineup in general is just its a new starting lineup. Jamal Murray's new to the starting lineup. Paul Millsap's new to the starting lineup. Wilson Chandler's new to the starting lineup. And even though these are players that we have seen in some cases here for a number of years, uh, the combination of the of the five is a new combination, and I think that's 
it's it's one of those things that is taking time to get figured out as well. And so, um, you know, Gary Harris, I, I, he hadn't he didn't shoot it very well into that third quarter. Uh, where does he fit in? Uh, teams are taking away his cutting lanes and, and those kinds of things, those kinds of plays. So how does he, uh, you know, figure things out outside of that? Um, so there's just a lot that's there's a lot of moving parts here, and I think there's some moving parts uh, that, that going on that we didn't necessarily see coming uh, in the preseason, but they certainly are uh, issues that have to be worked out, and, and 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 we'll see if they can do that. There's some winnable games on this trip, but there are some teams that are playing pretty well. Brooklyn is one of them, uh, and uh, so the, the Nuggets are going to have to get it figured out, or um, you know this this uh, this this road trip will be uh, uh, not not what they had hoped. Chris, you're the best. Thanks so much for a few minutes. Enjoy Atlanta, and we will make sure to watch you on Altitude TV the rest of this road trip. Thanks, Chris. You got it. We'll talk to you guys. There he goes, Chris Dempsey from Altitude TV and Nuggets.com. During the course of that interview, I, I solved the Nuggets problems. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'll tell you after the break. Manchester I the solution. It's simple. Solves it's simple. all. The answer to the Nuggets problem next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. Walks in, holds down the slot, Vieto shoots and scores! It's a hat-trick for Matt Vieto! You're putting yourself in the right spots. That's kind of half the key to scoring goals in it, right? Just uh, going to places where you can. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think I think a big part of my game is... You know, battling to the front of the net and, uh, you know, two of my goals last night, they weren't the prettiest, but, you know, they, they came from right in front and, um, you know, my line mate played an awesome game and, um, it, you know, it was just a great night. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, one to three, only on Altitude 950. All right, everybody has issues with credit cards, I'm sure, and I'm sure that credit card debt feels out of control at times. Well, here's a solution. Give my friends at Ideal Home Loans a call. Brent Ivinson's on the line with us right now. And the number, by the way, 303-867-7000 at 303-867-7000. Brent, how can you help people consolidate those credit card debts? Well, everyone's got equity thanks to home values going up. You can put that equity to work to consolidate your credit card debt. Not only are you going to save money every month and put money back in your pocket, you're going to pay off your debt, but we can also show you how to pay your home loan off more quickly at the same time. And at Ideal Home Loans, we put you in control of the mortgage process. We can come to your home, you can come to our office, or you can handle everything through our secure website. The choice is yours, but to talk to one of our salary-based lending specialists, call today at 303-867-7000. That's 867-7000. Or apply online at idealhomeloans.com. Equal opportunity lender regulated by Dora, NMLS 136756. For terms and conditions, call 844-45-IDEAL. Here we go again with Colorado's season of change. The Leaves change, the temperature changes, even quarterbacks change. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza, where we can help you change into that new Jeep you've spent the summer dreaming about. Nobody does it like Johnson Auto Plaza. The Jeep Celebration event brings special incentives on every new Jeep in the lineup. There's the new Cherokee, it's best in class, four-wheeler of the year. Jeep Wrangler, the classic, just keeps getting better. The signature Grand Cherokee, it's won more awards than any SUV on the planet. You can test drive a 
Patriot, a Compass, or the incredibly priced Jeep Renegade. With hundreds of new Jeeps in stock, right now, Johnson has your kind of change. It's the perfect partnership. Jeep provides the savings, and the Johnson family provides that way of doing business that turns first-time buyers into lifetime customers. Change into your new Jeep at Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Do you know the IRS writes off millions in tax debt every year? And you may qualify for tax relief and not even know it. My friend Jack McDonough, the founder of Blackfin IRS Solutions, says, If you have unpaid taxes, it's time to stop hiding and fix the problem once and for all. IRS problems do not solve themselves. Let Blackfin prepare your unfiled tax returns to prevent you from going to jail for non-filing. If you owe taxes, you may qualify for tax relief and not even know it. Blackfin IRS Solutions is your local ally in the fight to take back your life from the fear and stress of IRS problems. They know the ins and outs of the tax system and are ready to fight for you. Don't spend another minute living under the burden and stress of your unpaid taxes or unfiled tax returns. Call Blackfin IRS Solutions at 303-904-1450 to arrange a consultation. Find out if you qualify for tax debt relief. That's 303-904-1450 or online at blackfinirs.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Very busy with accidents at this point. Watch for activity eastbound Hamden at Holly, southbound Santa Fe at Hamden. Traffic is brought to you by Amazon. Crash clearing northbound I-25 north of Castle Pines Parkway and a three-car accident reported southbound Colorado Boulevard at I-25. Your chance to start earning extra money begins now. Apply to be a part or full-time associate in Denver and Aurora at Amazon.com slash Denver Jobs. An equal opportunity employer. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 9. 50. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. Vic in the air now on his way to Las Vegas, playing some golf out there, raising some money, staying at the Bellagio. Fun 24 hours if you're Vic Lombardi. So he's playing golf today. He'll probably hit the casino and a nice dinner tonight. Sleep in a big comfy bed at the Bellagio. But then he has to get up early to catch Ooh, that private jet home. Poor guy. That's going to be rough. Could be a little blurry on the jet home, rough. right? Well, then he's got nuggets pre and post game tomorrow night. So, oh, you know. Man, that's grueling. That game's at 5.05, though. So we'll be, be, pe- be done pretty early. Pack the PDLA, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, Eat James Merrillat, I'm Will Peterson, Manchester HW. We will take you until 10 o'clock. Our Power 5 question of the day with Vic gone, giving us the reins of this place. We decided, all right, it's time. We're going to rename the show. It's been the Vic Lombardi show. Had a good run. It's time for something that incorporates everyone on this show. We're, so, we're more all-inclusive. Yeah. You know. Uh, so keep the suggestions coming, 30933 on the Ream Pro Partners text line. Uh, we'll read a few more of these that we didn't get to. 4767 says, piss and moan. <laughs> Which one am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you break those two down individually, I'm not sure you want to be either. No. Um, let's see here. 7732 says, Chucky in the chair and James. Chucky in, you're Chucky in the chair? I got called Chucky. Okay. Now that we're on Periscope, everyone can see my hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good thing. 3498, James and the Giant Peach. That's not bad. Isn't that a book? It is. It's yeah. a book. It's a movie. Yeah. Raw Doll. Believe. Really? Yeah. Wow, look at I'm you with a I little cultural reference. Uh, Tim Burton did the movie. 9057 says The Who. <laughs> 
That's pretty funny. You guys are creative. You're That's mean, but funny. you're creative. I'll give you that. Uh, 3419 says hater and company. I'm company? <laughs> I think you're hater. Uh, 6013 says, I thought we were going with just Chester these days. They want to shorten your name. Yeah, you know, my wife used that last night, too, when we were talking about it. She no said, way. She said just Chester. Yeah. Your wife calls you Chester now? Well, I, I hope I this sticks in your house. something about Manchester, mm-hmm. and she said Chester? So I think that's where kind of some people want this to go. 0927 says you should name your show Timeline of Last July. <laughs> Everybody likes to talk about this. Of I just point out things I actually did say back in July. When's the last time I used that phrase? Mm, yes, it's been a while. <laughs> no. Uh, Jason says Manchester by the Sea featuring the HW Experience. It's a little long. And I don't know if we can just rip the movie title totally off. I think we yeah, can play off it. That's true. That's true. Oh, this is good. 8723 says the Trevor Paxton and Brock show. Who is who? Well, let's see. I'm Paxton. You're Brock because you're tall. So, yeah, Vic's Trevor. <laughs> He's just safe. He's you know? Trevor. Yeah. Everybody likes him. Yeah, nice guy. Smart. Yeah. Went yeah. to Notre Dame, so he's smart. Says the right things. Could do well on the chalkboard. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Okay. I'll Why are you Baxton, man? What are you, James Pyle over there? Come on. That was a little um, bit for, of an insult to yourself. First round pick. I got the most talent. <laughs> uh, this one's pretty good. <laughs> 6059 says, boldly average. <laughs> uh, that's not very nice at all. Jim, Jim says, the three stooges. Yeah, not okay. bad. 8004. This is a great one. The wrong, mostly wrong, and always wrong. All right. So the wrong would be would be me. You. Mostly wrong would be me. Always wrong would be Vic. <laughs> I guess. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is so mean. But you told me I have permission to read yeah, we, mean that's text. people like. 7540. An Italian, a ginger, and a manic depressive walk into a bar. Wow. That's really kind of harsh. You are Italian, so calling Vic a manic depressive. Yeah, that's you know? not nice. Not that's not very, not very nice, nice at all. all. Uh, three nine six two says the uh, Dick Lombardi show. Enjoy it, Dick. Thank you. <laughs> that actually might be the best one because if we came back, if he came back on Monday and all the imaging was now for the Dick Lombardi show. Oh my God, that would be pretty great. Uh, one seven five seven typical HW in Manchester thinking about the names on the back of the jersey, not the name on the front. Well, I mean, it's been a year. How long do we have to wait? Yeah, so I just got to wear my Vic Lombardi show jersey every day. Every just day, blend right in. He gets his name on the back, and we're just we're like, like he's the senior, we're the underclassmen. We don't get our name on our jersey. That's yeah. the deal. I'm very impressed. Uh, I haven't ref- refreshed the text line in like four minutes, and it says 34 new messages. So good job, guys. Keep them coming. Three zero nine three three. We will read as many as we can. But for now, Manchester has to fix. The Nuggets. Yeah, and speaking of names on the back, I got the nine guys who should be in the rotation for the most part, and there's there's one flip-flop that needs to happen. And I brought it up with Chris Dempsey. The problem is Wilson Chandler is being wasted as a starter. He's the fifth wheel, Okay, right? You got the two guys in the backcourt. You kind of know their roles. They, they, Harris and Murray, they're going to shoot the ball. Harris is kind of your defender, right? You know Millsap's going to get his touches. You know everything's got to go through Jokic. It almost seems like they're forcing things like, all right, well, we got to get Wilson some shots. Let's go, hit, let's go to him. Let's get him his 10 tonight. It just isn't working, right? And then you go to the second unit and your top two guys coming off the bench in the front court are Plumley and Fareed. Neither one of which are offensive dynamos. No. Right? More energy hustle, rebound type guys. Correct. Yeah. So that's a bad fit 
to me because then it's like, well, who are you going to come down and run the run things through, especially in terms of big men? Why don't you just flip-flop Chandler and Fareed? And then Fareed, when he's a starter, is, look, dude, you are out there to play defense, hustle, get rebounds, set a tone early. We don't run a single offensive play through you. Not one. Not one. If you're going to score, it's on the break and it's on a putback. That's your role. Then when you go to the bench and you come out there and it's Plumley and Chandler and whoever and else. Will Barton. You got two scores there. Will Barton and Moutier. That's yeah. your four. And then somebody else is still on the floor. It's Wilson Chandler's one of your better offensive players there. You run play after play after play after play through him. So it's like, well, dude, you're not starting, but you're going to get stuff that actually goes through you instead of being the fifth option on our starting offense. Right. And you also then have a guy who's an actual weapon. Because if you're the other team, and I'm not trying to knock Plumlee and Fareed, but neither of those guys scares you offensively. You got two it's guys, not the strength of their game, right? It's not. Yeah. you got two guys who are putback guys. You yep. don't have two guys. What's the play you run for Fareed? What's the play you run for Plumlee? There isn't one. So even if – because somebody else is on the floor, whether it's Jokic, Millsap, whoever – or it's just like, well, there's only one threat. There's only one threat with that group up front, and that's your problem. I think you flip-flop those guys and problem solved. What about going ultra big, though, to start the game with Fareed, Jokic, and Millsap? Do you have enough perimeter guys? You know, Chandler can, can Chandler can stretch the floor. Kenneth Fareed is not someone who people consider can stretch the floor. Yeah, but I think Jokic can stretch the floor better than any five in the game. And I don't think I, I don't think Millsap's game is just on the low block. No, it's not. And he's proven early he can shoot the three. Frankly, part of the game I didn't realize he had, which has been a pleasant surprise. And especially if your five is outside, well, then who's down low banging? Who's down low getting rebounds? Who da- who's down low just causing havoc? So tomorrow night in Atlanta, if you were Michael Malone, you would flip Kenneth Fareed and Wilson Chandler. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I like the idea, and I like the, you know, I think right now there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Will Barton to score off the bench. And we saw it in game one against Utah. He came out in that first half on fire. And in that second half, he ran out of gas just a little bit. And then last night in Charlotte, you know, Barton off the bench, I believe, had single digits. Yeah, he had uh, he had nine points on four of 13 shooting. But four of 13, he came in and took 13 shots because he looks around with that second unit and kind of thinks, I have to take 13 right. shots here. So if you put Barton and Chandler together, it's we're running everything through you two. You two Correct. are the studs of this second unit. And then on the, you know, on, on the starters, you don't have this lost guy like you have right now with Chandler. Correct. And you, so there's two things you have to get guys to buy into. You get, have to get Fareed to buy into. Dude, you're Dennis Rodman. We're not running a play through you ever, ever. You're you're here to play defense, be a pain in the neck for the other team, get rebounds, get us six cheap points in the first quarter because you put you get a put back, maybe an alley oop because you go back door and Jokic is a great passer and he'll mm-hmm. find you. But we're not getting getting it to you in the low block. It's not your game. And you know who did that on the best Nuggets team in the last decade? Birdman. That's right. exactly what Birdman did, and that right. team went to the Western Conference Finals. And then you have to convince Chandler, dude. Check your ego at the door. You're not starting. Fine. But it's not that big a deal. You're, You're going to score more this way. You are the guy right. with the second unit. You're the guy. We're going through you. Barton's the number two option. You're the number one option. We need you to go out with that second unit and have us go from, you know, four down or four up to eight up or 12 up. We need you to make the second unit the best second unit in the league. That's what we need you to do. 
Manchester may have just found the solution for the Nuggets. Up next, we'll see if Rod Mackey from Nine News has the solution for the Denver Broncos. All right, homeowners, here's your chance. You need to sell that house. I know you want to sell it as quickly as you can because the market continues to heat up. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call. He's going to make you the following offers. He can sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Again, if he doesn't sell it in time, if he doesn't sell it for the price you want, he will cut you a check for five. dollars thousand dollars guaranteed here's the number seven two zero nine hundred four four three three no obligation no high pressure no risk troy hansford of the hansford real estate team seven two hundred seven two zero nine hundred four four three three that's seven two zero nine hundred four four three three altitude 950 is the home of the colorado avalanche and our coverage doesn't stop with the final horn. Keep it on Altitude 950 for Between the Pipes. Get all the highlights and hear from players and coaches. And Josh Dover will be taking calls to get your thoughts on the game. Get Between the Pipes after every abs game with Altitude 950. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Holly Kammer of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results, and you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers, changing lives. Ever notice how some big sporting goods stores don't carry goods for your sport? Like hockey gear. Center Ice is your hometown specialty hockey shop. They have all the major brands, including Bauer, CCM, Vaughn, and True. And right now, you can save 10% on everything in the store. Everything. Ice, inline, goalie, and referee gear. 10% off now until November 15th. Register to win top-of-the-line hockey gear and get a free gift with purchase. Center Ice, the specialty hockey store. In the Tech Center, in the Marina Square Shopping Center. Are you a homeowner who's tired of paying mortgage insurance? Hey guys, Nate Correctman for my friends at American Financing. If you own a home in the super hot Denver market, you've got to hear about another way American Financing can save you money. We all know home values are higher than they've ever been, but did you know your current home value may be up to 40% more than when you bought it? This is huge because once equity goes up, mortgage insurance can go away, putting extra money in your pockets. So why not let the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing make those savings happen through a simple loan refinance. Even if your original lender can't help you, chances are American Financing can. No upfront fees, and you may even lock into a lower interest rate. Start saving as much as $1,000 a month, and you may be able to close in as fast as 10 days. Call now, 303-695-7000. You can call seven days a week, even on the weekends. Or go online, AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS one eight two three three four regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Guess who's back in town? <coughs> it's me, your old buddy, the fool. <coughs> I can't wait to see you. I'll be all over town this year, even in places you don't expect me. Surprise! I'll be <coughs> everywhere. Oh, the flu can be serious or even deadly. Don't tempt fate this year. Get your flu vaccine and protect yourself, your family, and your community. For more information, go to fightfluco.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. 
The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Southbound I-25, your speeds are down into the teens and 20s between the Thornton Parkway and I-76 and between Broadway and Hamden. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Tech Center Drive looking pretty decent. Though southbound 225 making your way towards the Tech Center is stop and go between Parker Road and I-25. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show, 832 on this Thursday morning in Denver, Colorado. Vic on his way to Vegas, play a little golf for charity, have a night out on the town. So James Merrillat, I am Will Peterson taking you until 9 o'clock. Next, let's go to the hotline. Welcome in our buddy from 9 News, Rod Mackey. Kind enough to join us this morning. Rod, what's up, man? How are you? Guys, nothing against this. You're joining you guys, but I wish I was joining Vic. Golfing in Vegas? Well, and part of it, too, that I don't know if you heard, he's uh, he's flying out and back on a private jet and staying at the Bellagio. Yeah. Who who does Vic know? It's good to be Vic. We'll just put it that way, right? Jeez. Yeah. The three of us will sit here and, you know, do his job on the Vic Lombardi show this morning because it is still (laughs) the Vic Lombardi show. Uh, no, we, we have fun with it and we appreciate your time this morning, Rod. We'll start, uh, uh, where I guess you kind of have to start with this team right now and that is at the quarterback position. Vance Joseph says he's not going to make a change. Trevor Simeon meets with the media yesterday and says, you know, it's on him. He has got to be better. Uh, takes a lot of responsibility. But after being down 21 to 3 to the Giants and 21 nothing to the Chargers, uh, a lot of fans do want to see a change at that position. There's not going to be change at that position. Uh, do you like the Broncos' decision to stick with Simeon for this week in Kansas City? I'll be honest. I, I really think it's the only option at this point. I mean, I, I personally do not believe that team is better with Brock under center. I think if Paxton were healthy, this would be the time that they would give Paxton a shot. Maybe they'd wait, wait one more week because this game is huge. If they, I mean, if they can somehow figure out a way to go to Kansas City and win, they are absolutely right back in this thing. If they lose this, then you get concerned because then, then you get the feeling the wheels fall off because then you're going to Philadelphia. And, man, we saw what Carson Wentz could do against uh, Washington. And then the Patriots come to town. I mean, this game is one you have to have. So I think either way, I would have gone with Trevor in this one. Um, and I think they may go with him after that. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, I don't know if they're going to go to Brock. I think once Paxton gets healthy and if the team starts struggling, that's where they do it. But I agree with what Coach said yesterday. I mean, I, I think you got to just put it on everybody else right now. It's not just the quarterback, but – at the same time, I mentioned Carson Wentz. I said this on the TV after the game. So he throws four touchdowns in that one game. In the Broncos' last four games, they scored three. So something's got to happen. I just, I think it's got to be stuff more. Figure out a way to protect Trevor. Because when he's been protected, he's played well. But he's just gotten blown up. Yeah, I mean, the part of it I think that's frustrating to me and frustrating to fans is, you know, this is a trend now, right? It's been four games in a row of this, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. So if you're not changing anything, it's hard to figure out, well, how's it going to get better? But but I'm with you. I look at Brock and go, 
you know, he's another guy that's stationary. I don't know that that's going to help a lot. Paxton would be interesting to me because you could do some different things. You could, you know, put him in shotgun, maybe run a little hurry. There's at least a formula you could come up with. Well, here's how you change it. So it begs the question. He was injured two months ago today, August 26th. And at the time, it was, ah, it's a short-term thing. Uh, I might miss a couple games the regular season, et cetera, et cetera. He's just now back on the practice field. Is there any sense of how long until he's actually ready to be in uniform on a Sunday? No. The thing that was interesting when this all happened, I, I, it almost felt like they were going to shelf him because they had made the decision that it was going to be Trevor's team. Vance had said it would be Trevor's team, barring injury for the end of the year no matter what. So you just kind of had the feeling that they weren't going to rush it, they weren't going to push it. Um, and now you, you, they, they may be pushing down on that pedal a little bit harder. If I, I, Again, if they lose this game and the offense continues to look the way they've looked, um, he may get healthier a little bit faster. That's that's my thought on the whole thing right now. No, I think that's a fair way to look at it. I, I think if they were, I don't know, four and two even, just one more win, and they had, they had won – Sunday in 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 LA twenty one to seven. I think Paxton Lynch is still not practicing. I, I think you're right. I think he's out there because they're trying to give themselves a, a, another option. When you when you talk about other adjustments you can make, it's head scratching to me that they haven't decided. You know what? We just have to have a tight end on the right side every single play and help out who's ever there. Menelik Watson, uh, Billy Turner. Whoever's playing, it, it, am I just oversimplifying things, or why have Mike McCoy and, and Bill Musgrave not just decided? Look, we're we're essentially playing six offensive linemen and the six guys on the right side. No, I'm with you, and I, I don't know the X's and O's. Obviously, like these guys, I play high school tennis, so it's not my, <laughs> my thing. But but I'm, I'm the same way. I'm looking at the size of Verge. I'm like, this guy could. I mean, put him, let him block somebody, let him protect someone. It ain't working. It ain't working. Um, I mean, they, they've got to figure out a way to keep them upright. And Vance was talking about it yesterday, kind of emphasizing that run game. And that really is, I mean, if you're going to look at it from from a far side here, it's that's what's happened. Those games when they were playing well early, they were running the football. That's what was happening. I think what's happened, though, is, is teams adjusted to that. They said, okay, let's stop the run and make Trevor beat us, and it hasn't happened yet. I think somehow they've got to figure out a way because they're not protecting them. So maybe if they can figure out a way to run the football, then guys can't get quite a head start to go after them. But one way or another, either establish that run game or bring the tight end or, or have your running back completely focus on, you know, so, so let's say the tight end blocks on one side, you've got the running back blocking on the other side. Something's got to change. What's, what's crazy, though, is that it didn't change after Buffalo, and it didn't change. I mean, it, we haven't seen it change. So that's it. do it. You better do something quick. I, I'm just – the clock is ticking. It's – it's a concern because this we we should be five and one. I say we like I'm on the team. Broncos should be five and one now. Yes. Um, the fact that they're three and three and now they're running through the gauntlet, it's it's scary. And I mean, you were there yesterday. It's funny listening to to Vance because he's like, yeah, it's must win. Well, well, they're all must wins. Yes, we have extra urgency. Well, we always have urgency. So he didn't want to put it all on this game, but it's all on this game. Rod Mackey from Nine News, our guest here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Rod, I caught a little bit of Broncos huddle last night. I saw Emmanuel Sanders give his Aqib Tlaib impression. It looked like a, a lighter moment, a little more fun moment. And it was good to see Emmanuel out there with you. Uh, you work with the guy as much as anyone. What is your sense of where he stands for Monday night in Kansas City? I'd be shocked. 
I, I don't see it. I mean, he he's out there. He jogged a little bit yesterday, kind of had a limp. Um, I don't think he's going to go yet because uh, it's – I mean, he got blasted pretty good. And mm-hmm. if he gets out there too soon, it's just going to be another setback. I mean, he wants to. He was he was pretty blunt. I was surprised because so many of these guys are politically correct. But he really was putting it on Trevor and the O-line. I mean, he, the running game, he – he called out, except for the defense, he called out everybody saying, we've got to be better, pointing the finger at himself at the same time, saying, I can't drop balls, I've got to get open more. I was surprised at how blunt he was with stuff. But I don't think, as much as he wants to be out there, I don't think I'd be shocked if he gets out there this week. I, I really do. It's it's up to the other guys one more time. Emmanuel may have avoided blaming the defense. Uh, yesterday my hot take was, look, this is where they spend the vast majority of their money. They're a team built on defense first, and the defense, while they haven't been bad and they're not giving up huge numbers in terms of yardage and points, they're not making plays. They're not causing turnovers. They're not making game-changing, momentum-swinging plays. This is a team that has to have short fields in order to be successful, and they're constantly having to go 80, 90 yards. Doesn't some of the blame have to go where most of the money is spent? Some of it does, and they were talking about that yesterday, some of the guys in the locker room, we talked about the defensive guys, but um, and they were saying, hey, once he's, and we've seen this in the past, once the turnovers come, they will come in bunches, so we need to get that going. But I thought Coach made a good point. It's a lot easier to get the ball back when the other team's trying to score more versus being more conservative. These teams get up, and they're not, you know, if you're playing from behind, kind of like the Broncos are, that's why Trevor's turning it over so much. So, Yes, the defense has to be better, and, man, they have to get those turnovers. I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you how many t- tweets I read. I think I might have put a couple of them out there during that Charger game saying, well, at least uh, L.A. has the ball now, so maybe Denver can score because you just had the feeling like that was the only way they were going to score if it was to leave with a pick six or something. So they've got to get a hold of that football. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm waiting for, for – uh, Maybe Cliss should throw him under the bus because I remember he said to Vaughn, hey, you haven't gotten sacked in like five games, and then now he's gone six straight with sacks. So maybe we need to do something like that. Keep telling the defense, hey, you guys haven't gotten a turnover, and they can start getting it going. If you threw him under the bus, I wouldn't know. There's to go around, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't know if Cliss threw him under the bus because he blocked me on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, no, did he really? (laughs) Hey, Rod, he did indeed. I can vouch. While we have you, a couple weeks ago, we had the conversation of the most... I'll talk to Cliff. I'll tell him to unblock you. That'd be nice. I would appreciate that. Um, What'd you do to Cliff? I don't... Nothing. Not a single thing. (laughs) I didn't say a thing, Rod. I I find that hard to believe. We, You were in the running. You made the final four, and we haven't made the determination yet as to who's going to win for the most normal person in Denver sports media. Uh, do you have anything you want to throw out there in terms of your campaign? Like, are are you normal? This tennis thing in high school has kind of got me worried. Uh, but, like, are you a pretty normal oh, person? I mean, I mean, look at me. Do I look like I was a football star in high school? <laughs> I, gotta, I have to do something for exercise. But do you, you know, appreciate that your name was thrown out there, Rod? I mean, we asked on the text line for the most normal person in Denver sports media, and you were nominated over and over and over again. Well, who, who else is in there? Let me see if I like this list. Who well, let's see. We list? had we had Mark Haas, but he ran a marathon this weekend, so I'm eliminating him. Yeah. No, he's he's also he runs marathons and then, I mean, not only a marathon. I they do their 9:30 football show like we do. He gets back from doing a marathon and Dunn does the football show. Yeah, there's I'm nothing normal. If there. I have to walk to the refrigerator twice. So, okay, <laughs> yeah, Haas. 
Uh, and, and it started because I put forth that I'm the most normal, and it got laughed at. But I, I, I did make the final four because I started this list. And there you it, go. It was you. It was Mark Haas and Cheese HW. I'm blanking on the fourth. Yeah, one. I'm trying to think who our other one was. It was obviously not a very good candidate. Yeah, I mean, not, I, I, Rod I think almost wins this by default. <laughs> do I get Do I get a ride with Vic on the uh, private jet now? Today? <laughs> next time, yeah. Next year at this time, you'll be the winner. Gets to go with him. Well, that'd be fun because then we could have the most normal member and the least normal yes. member on the same private yes. jet. So, hey, Rod. Yeah, not, not a surprise. Vic wasn't nominated for that one. No, not at all. <laughs> Rod, great stuff, man. We appreciate a few minutes this morning. Uh, enjoy Kansas City on Monday night. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. There he goes, Rod Mackey from Nine News, the most normal media member in Denver sports. Who was the fourth one? Was it was it Michael Spencer from Channel Four too? Could have been. Was it Paul Klee? Oh no, no, that's what it was. I think it was Paul Klee. But no, it's Klee really. I mean, like he'll go up and he'll like fish and you know post a picture of his trout and it's like, why? What what are you doing? And then he'll write a column that night that's just a home run. I mean. Amazing that he can do it. I just I don't know if he's normal. Well, you know what? Three zero nine three three. Throw out some more suggestions. We will continue this conversation on for a while. I think it's me and Mackie. I really do. I think that's the battle. Only one of you is blocked by Cliff. <laughs> I hope. I I really do hope he mentioned something to Mike. Yeah, sure that'll go. Because I get all these reaction tweets. People are like, hey, what do you think of this? Manchester, I don't know. I can't see it. <laughs> Look at that guy in his black who, shorts. Who blocks someone on Twitter? Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. How thin-skinned are you to block someone? Who throws a shoe? Honestly, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Up next, our morning sugar fix. It's Denver cornerback Aqib Talib on Altitude 950. Presented by Honda Power Equipment. Power you can trust. Aqib Talib. There's no way to blame anybody. We're in this together. The L's still look the same. It's not like if it's the defense part, we get a lowercase L. If it's the offense part, we get a, a capital L. It's the same L. Big. I mean, those are like lyrics to a rap right there. Aqib Talib, Tuesday at 815 on the Vic Lombardi Show. Only on Altitude 950. If I want to play football, I think I'd probably be a rapper. <laughs> In your attic, fully covered means fully insulated. If you can see your ceiling joists, you're losing heat and money. But you can easily add blow-in insulation yourself, and the Home Depot can help. The proper amount of insulation keeps your house warm and your energy bills down. And when you need more, it shows. Cover up before winter gets here. Save on insulation and get a free blow-in machine rental with any 10-bag purchase. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. This is Brent Ivinson with Ideal Home Loans, and in my 20-year career in residential lending, there's been plenty of protections for the banks and the mortgage companies, but there's never been protection for the borrower and their down payment until now. Call Ideal Home Loans today at 303-867-7000 to find out how you can protect a portion or all of your down payment if you buy a home and values go down. If you're an FHA borrower out looking for a home currently or you're under contract, we can help you out and provide you with a policy that can help protect a portion or all of your down payment in the event that the housing bubble pops and your home's value goes down and you have to sell your home in that market. Now there's protection for you, the buyer. Call to take advantage of Ideal Home Loans down payment protection at no cost to you. Call us at 303-867-7000 or apply online at idealhomeloans.com to get all the details. Ideal Home Loans. First we listen, then we lend. Equal opportunity lender regulated by Dora. NMLS 136756 for terms and conditions. Call 844-45-IDEAL. I'm Chris Walton. 
I'm a truck driver from Missouri. For 13 hours a night, I sit in my truck and I drive. Out of boredom, I'll stop and eat. If I'm not doing fast food, I guarantee there's a bag of chips open on my dashboard. That was all until Andro 400. I started out four months ago, and since taking Andro 400, I have dropped 45 pounds. I'm sleeping better. There's no cravings. I actually don't even think about food. My knee pain went away. I've had some lower back issues, and I've noticed that that went away, and I can only contribute that to Andro 400. One thing that Andro 400 said on the radio ad, does it attacks belly fat? Well, let me tell you, it did. The second month is where I saw a drastic change in the size of my stomach. I've lost six inches. This product really does work. So guys, if you'd like to experience similar results, then get Andro 400, the safe, natural, and inexpensive way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on sus.net. You can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. I don't know about you, but even when I'm feeling financially stable, I never turn away from the opportunity to save more money. I'm talking about cutting back your mortgage term or lowering your interest rate. This is Nate Crackman for my friends at American Financing, and you can trust me when I say They have the best option for you to own your home free and clear in 15 years. By refinancing to a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage, you can eliminate mortgage insurance, consolidate high-interest debt, and even save tens of thousands of dollars in interest money over the long run. Yes, tens of thousands of dollars in overall savings. And with a fixed rate, no matter where interest rates go, yours stays the same. Your monthly payments will never increase. It just takes one call to their salary-based mortgage consultants. 303-695-7000. You can call seven days a week, even on the weekends. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182-334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A car fire reported on the tollway. Watch for activity northbound E470 at Peoria. Traffic is brought to you by the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. Crash blocking the center lane westbound Boulder Turnpike after 104th. Of course, that is causing a delay. Southbound I-25 still stop and go with heavy traffic. Broadway down to Hamden. Ready for a bad cold and flu season. The best way to tell it's a flu is that the flu brings a fever. So be prepared with a thermometer you can trust. The Exergen Temporal Scanner. Backed by more than 70 Clinical studies. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show, 850 Thursday morning. It was supposed to like snow today and it's blue sky up. Looks nice actually. Now, Jobs is telling me it's not going to snow at all. Not even rain. Like, what's with that? I've been looking all week, and there's been a snowflake next to today. thought maybe it meant it was your day. <laughs> He's James Merrillat. You know him as Manchester. I'm Will Peterson. Vic Nothing. is in Vegas. We'll take you until 10 o'clock. Now it's Monday. Well, that's going to be fitting for Monday. Broncos going to get blown out at Arrowhead, and it's going to be 38 degrees for a high and snowing. Our first snowflake didn't come through. I'm not sure the second one will. 
But 48 on Halloween. Halloween's always seems like it's cold. cold it's your birthday, crappy. too. I know. Thank you for mentioning. I did get a gift yesterday for uh, first day of birthday month, for birthday week. First day. What was it? Uh, I got some new shoes. Who got you this? My wife. So she honors your birthday week? Well, I don't know if honor is the right word. I think she celebrates it. She wow. understands the importance of it. And that, yeah, you know what? He's, he's kind of gotten jobbed on his birthday for the majority of his life. So birthday week is the least we can do for someone who is so wonderful to live with. Man, you're a lucky guy. I think if I said I had a birthday week, people would laugh at me. Instead, you get gifts. Well done. All right, it's that time. 8.52, our morning sugar fix. I am the greatest. Not the right one. There we go. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam. Shake that. By the way, before we get started, I had a little gift for me on my desk this morning. Okay. It's a Lamar's gift card. From who? I don't want to, don't want to, you know, spread any rumors. Is this part of your birthday week too? Maybe. I'm, you know what? I'm going to take that as part of my birthday week. So there's a Lamar's up by my house up in my neck of the woods. I will be stopping and bringing them in for a sugar fix. I just feel like we've been donut heavy on this show. We have been. I go to the Lamar's on 100th and Wadsworth. It's the go-to one for my family. Uh, So I'll be hitting that here pretty soon for the whole show. Mm. Love me some Lamar's. Marty. Marty, what do you got for us this morning? All right, guys. So the creator of Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane, turns 44 today. You guys Family Guy fans? Huge Family Guy fans. It's the only cartoon I watch. I think it's fantastic. I do not like anything else Seth MacFarlane does. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane is uh, a creative genius. I don't think you can dispute that, but he's weird. He's weird. You have to get what he's going for. And and a lot of these other, like he's got this new space show or whatever. It's out there. Not not many of the other things he's done have even been watchable. But Family Guy is absolutely hysterical. It is so good. I mean, I'm not like a cult watcher of Family Guy, but like I I certainly know, you know, Brian and Stu and Lois. And I I get Peter. Peter, I get the premise of the show. Yeah, sorry, I Fantastic. forgot the main guy. He was only 26 when he uh, when he started that show. Really makes me feel like I haven't done a lot with my life. You got to get rolling here, Will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What else? Okay, so John Heater, Heater, I don't know. He turns 40 today. He's best known for his role in Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. And I know this joke has been made a thousand times, but I love it, so I'm just going to play it anyway. The quarter, the uh, Broncos could use this guy at quarterback. Used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. How much you want to make a bet? I can throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> Uncle Rico Uncle would Rico. be nice right now in this <laughs> offense. I'm with you. He was great in that movie. The problem is it's such a distinct role, it's hard to see him in anything else, right? Doesn't he have to almost like play a serial killer or something so people can go, oh, he has something other than Napoleon Dynamite. No he's, doubt. He's very much typecast as that. You know what's funny is we, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. What's a popular movie that everyone loves and you don't really like? And uh, it was actually Michael Spencer from Channel 4 down at Broncos, and he said, for him, it was Napoleon Dynamite. Well, and that's why he didn't make the Final Four. Yeah. I mean, you don't like Napoleon Dynamite? You kind can't, you can't be a, considered a normal member of the media. Vote for Pedro. John was born in Fort Collins, by the way. Nice. Really? Denver, or Colorado native. Uh, host of Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak turns 71. James, I feel wow. like you're a, big, you're a big Wheel of Fortune guy. I hate Wheel of Fortune. Come on. No, no. Jeopardy... 
And then as soon as it's over, I'm clicking. Wheel of Fortune is awful. You know what's funny? First of all, Pat looks pretty good for 71. Second of all, I actually watch both back-to-back, and it becomes more and more apparent that Wheel of Fortune is Jeopardy for idiots. Exactly. It really is. I mean, Jeopardy takes some actual skill and intelligence. Wheel of Fortune, it's if the damn wheel spins your way, and if you can't solve some of these puzzles these people can't solve, you're an idiot. So that's what I'm going to call it. Wheel of Fortune started, at least the current iteration of it, when I was a kid, and it was Pat Sajak and Vanna White. It's still Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Well, speaking of sneaky... I mean, she's like 80, and you she's guys, still... You guys know, you'd laugh at me if I said that. Oh, no, she's over 42. You can't say that about anyone. Vanna White's got to be in her 60s. She is 60. On the, on the number? Yep. And it feels like Pat Sajak's been 71 for 10 years. <laughs> they've been doing it together since uh, 1984, the show. They've been, so to speak. They've been, yes. <laughs> yeah. Easy there, Marty. Easy. Yeah. All right, what's um, next? Okay, 1949, Harry Truman raises minimum wage from 40 cents to 75 cents. That's a pretty big wow. increase as a percentage. They almost doubled it. Big old increase there. What was minimum wage when you guys were, uh, were working jobs like that? Ah, oh, man. Seven, eight bucks, I think. Mm, it was probably two dollars when I was doing it. Really? Yeah. I'm old, man. You're aging yourself. You aren't that far away from uh, Harry no, Truman. I, I guess in all seriousness, it was probably four or five dollars as minimum wage. Guess. Yeah. Man, yeah. from forty to that seventy-five. Range. That's a uh, a big uptick. All right, 1976, Trinidad and Tobago becomes a republic, and then mm-hmm. 41 years later, they would go on to knock the U.S. out of the World Cup. Yeah, is it Tobago or Tobago? Did we decide on that? We went Tobago. That sounded better to me. Okay. And it's in, it's a Caribbean country, right? Is it one island? Is it two islands? Is one of them Trinidad, one of them's Tobago? Like, what's going on? I don't know, but they beat the U.S. in soccer, and they're the size of, like, Rhode Island. Do we have any information about Trinidad and Tobago, or are we going all Hannah on me We're and having nothing? furiously uh, Googling. They are, That's why I'm is, speaking in long yes. sentences and kind of <clears throat> dragging this out. It's just north of Venezuela. Okay. It appears to be just one island. So it's down by Aruba, right? Yes. Just off the coast of Venezuela. I'm no, sure it's a nice place to vacation, but the U.S. has no business losing to them in a soccer do or die game. Have you ever met anybody who's been to Trinidad and Tobago? Oh, not that I know of. And is that not the most confusing name for a country out there? Just pick one. It's time. one place. Yeah. Trinidad and Tobago. If you want to be Trinidad, be Trinidad. You want to be weird. Tobago, pick Tobago. If we're not Colorado and Wyoming. Just one. All right, 1997, the Florida Marlins hit a walk-off home or walk-off single in the 11th inning over the Indians in Game Seven. Edgar Renteria shot one back up the middle, scored Craig Council. The next year, they had a huge fire sale, traded everybody. They finished 58 and 104 after winning the World Series. I hate the Marlins. Well, they've won two titles. I know, which is part of why I hate them. They came in the same time as Colorado. They've won two titles. They have terrible fans. Awful fans, and the way they won them is part of what I hate about sports: of load up, win it, and then just fire sale. Like I, I, it'd be a hard team to be a fan of, despite the fact they've won two. But I just can't, I can't stand. I'm, I'm envious of the Marlins. I guess is the way to put it. You know what's funny is I remember Craig Council scoring that game-winning run. Everyone remembers him running down, hands in the air. He looks younger now than he did 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah, because he's managing the Brewers. The Brewers. So we saw him a few times this year when the Rockies and Brewers were going back and forth, and it's like, man, that dude has reversed aged since he scored 20 years ago. That was a bad day in sports history when the Marlins won a World Series. Mm, Kept Cleveland's jinx alive. That stinks. All right, a little closest to the pin trivia here. The Dodgers had the highest payroll in baseball this year with $242 million. 
guys want to guess how much money the Dodgers are playing payer, playing payer, paying One more players. Try. Got it. To not be on the World Series roster. All right, so they're paying 242 total. Right. So we know Adrian Gonzalez is on vacation, as you told us. I mean, is is Andre Ethier on the World Series roster? I don't know, but I'm gonna say half. I'm gonna say 120 million dollars. Uh man, they're like Bellinger and Seager. They can't be paying those guys much. I'll go even. I'll go even higher. Would you say 121? Yeah. I'll go 121 million and one dollar, Bob. <laughs> it's actually 83 million dollars. Should have gone just lose. a dollar. So 83 million dollars. though. what's the Rockies payroll? 100. Rocky Terrell is 130. Wow. What a go, Dick Mumford. (laughs) That guy gets so much criticism in this town that's unwarranted. He took you to breakfast. It's ridiculous how much criticism my friend Dick Mumford gets that's completely unfair. It's just turned into the narrative, though. The minions just repeat it over and over and over again. Nobody critical thinks about it. Dick has spent money. I'm not supposed to go off on rants during... Marty's sugar fixer. Sorry, Marty. Ah, uh, it's fine. And last thing for you, James, I got you a little uh, present for your birthday week. Go nice. Ahead and play it, Jesse. Week. Snarling. Happy birthday. Week. To you. Happy birthday. Week. <laughs> James. <laughs> Points for creativity. I Very like it. Nice. I thought he was calling it weak, and then I realized, oh, he's covering up day with week, week. but he missed the last one. But still a good effort. Now it's Maryland. Like, did she do that on this day, or you just brought it out because no, it's just, my birthday week? I just week. wanted to, just to celebrate your birthday week. I appreciate it. A little something tomorrow, too. If you're just tuning in, his birthday is in six days, five days, and it's apparently his birthday. It's day two of the birthday week, and I'm glad I got that song, because today is kind of the lightest day. There's really nothing on the agenda. I mean, tomorrow's birthday dinner. Saturday, we got some stuff planned. Got a party to go to, Halloween party. Sunday's just action-packed. Monday's Broncos, and Tuesday's my actual birthday. So today was kind of the eh, second day of the birthday week. Marty just made it. 3194 says, it is very Manchester to have a birthday week. I think that is a compliment. I didn't read it as a compliment, but just your tone doesn't have to be how I read it. You got to take these things as they come in, right? <laughs> That's right. All right, good job, Marty. That's your morning sugar fix presented by Lamar's Donuts. We'll reset here at the top of the hour. This has been your morning sugar fix brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tomorrow afternoon, the Avalanche are in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. The puck drops at 4 o'clock with a pregame show getting underway at 3.35. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avs, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver. This is the home of your Colorado Avalanche. Seattle shoots and scores! It's a hat trick for Matt Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. And that's how you do it when you're from Long Beach. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Final hour of the show, Vic Lombardi show. James Merrillat, Will Peterson taking you until 10 o'clock. Hastings and Brownman will take it from there. Scott Hastings obviously on the call of the Nuggets game last night. I can't wait to hear his take on that game the morning after. Yes, we spent a lot of time on it. We will continue to delve in to what happened to the Nuggets last night and how do you fix it. Obviously, one in three 
uh, is not the end of the world by any stretch. It is an 82-game season, but it's been a disappointing start. My solution is, I think, the easiest and the best. You flip-flop Chandler and Fareed. Fareed starts, Chandler comes off the bench, he's your number one scoring option with the second unit. Takes a little pressure off Will Barton in that second unit to score. You now have two kind of pure scores in that second unit, and you give Wilson Chandler a little more freedom, whereas when he's on the court with Jokic, Millsap, Murray, and Harris, he kind of feels like the fifth option. He's the fifth wheel, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that's a good use of his talents. I, I think it's part of what's making this team a little clumsy looking on offense. They're trying to force stuff to certain guys to get everybody involved. Like, okay, it, it, I look at it this way. That starting unit, you just you paid Millsap big money. He's your veteran star. You're obviously going to try and run stuff through him. Jokic is sort of the linchpin of the offense. You have to run stuff through him. Jamal Murray, you have the head coach and everybody telling him, you need to shoot the ball more. And Gary Harris, you just gave a big contract. Who? How is how is Chandler going to get true touches? Right. How, why? I mean, other than we're, we got to force the ball to him, it, it it doesn't make any sense. The other guys are understandably higher in the pecking order. So Chandler's kind of this guy like, ah, and he hasn't scored double digits yet. We don't. It, it, he's not fitting in. If you put him with that second group, he's the number one option with that second group. Or if Will Barton's got a hot hand, Will Barton's the second, the number one option. But Barton has a lot of pressure on him with that second unit, and when he's not on, that second unit is bad offensively. Bad. Reem Pro Partners text line is 30933. We've been asking you for what you would name the show with Vic off in Las Vegas, Manchester and I at the controls here. We'll get to some more of those, but we also have some, uh, some basketball texts coming in I want to get to. 5253 says, last year they tried Jokic and Nurkic together and it didn't work. They moved on and got another big Millsap, and I see some of the same issues there. Jokic can't play with another big separate Millsap and Jokic, and it frees up Chandler. Um, I, I see your point about the two bigs, but I think you paid Paul Millsap too much money and, and expect too much out of him that this is now on Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap to work together as starters. You're not bringing either one of those guys off the bench. Paul Millsap's not the same kind of player as Yusuf Nurkic. He's not. He's, he can stretch the floor much more than Nurkic yeah, can. I mean, he's 6'9". Yeah. He's not 6'11". He's not, he's, he, he's maybe 6'8". He's not a, he's not a, he's not a five. Uh, Nurkic is a, or, yeah, he's a five. He should be down in the low block. I, I get where he's going, but I don't, I don't buy that premise. Uh, five, seven, seven, seven says, why not play Chandler at the four and bring Millsap off the bench? The way of the NBA is to go small and we're still trying to put two big guys in the game. Similar text. Uh, again, I, I can't get on board with Paul Millsap coming off the bench. You, you invested too much into that guy to tell him after four games, Hey, uh, we're gonna go small, so why don't you come off the bench, Paul? That, that, I, I, a couple different texters have suggested this, and I guess I just can't get on board with it. They're watching a different game than I am. Because I don't see Millsap as that kind of player. 8004 says, why don't you start Richard Jefferson, give him six minutes in the first quarter and six minutes in the third quarter? He hasn't played yet as It's a an nugget. interesting idea, as I was looking through the roster and trying to figure out, okay, who would I, who would I start at the three? I, I I considered him. I just think that's a stretch to go from a guy who doesn't play at all to now you're a starter. The other guy I thought of was Wancho, but Wancho to me he doesn't bring the the elements that Fareed does. Right? He he's a he's a guy that likes to stand out at the three point line and shoot shot shoot jump shots. 
They kind of already have that with their guards right. in, the, in the starting lineup. They need a guy who doesn't have to have a single play run th- to him, run for him to be effective, and I think Kenneth Reed can be that guy. You need a guy in your starting five that you never run a play for, and he's still, you look up at the end of the night, he's got 10 points, 11 boards, and, and, and just made all sorts of plays that don't show up on the stat sheet. That's what they need Kenneth Reed to do. I don't know if Kenneth Reed would buy into that, but that's what they need to have him do. And you and I both agree this needs a, a quick fix because the schedule is easier and, and Wancho, you know, has that, has mono and he's going to be out right. uh, a month. So that, that's not a, a quick fix, unfortunately. Uh, 0119 says, if the Nuggets somehow trade for Eric Bledsoe, would moving Chandler to the bench and having a starting five of Bledsoe, Murray, Harris, Millsap, and Jokic work? Uh, a lot to unpack here. First of all, Eric Bledsoe is still available. Adam Morris told Vic yesterday he would expect uh, the Nuggets to be in those conversations, but uh, if you trade for Eric Bledsoe, you're not starting Bledsoe, Murray, and Harris. That's just too small of a, a lineup. Why? I mean, first of all, you've got two point guards there, right? And then you're shuffling your two guard to the is three. Jamal Murray really a point guard? Is Gary Harris a three? I don't know, but I mean, the, the NBA today doesn't really have one, two, three, four, five. It doesn't. It, I, it, it, it's more of a low block wing and then a guy handling the ball. I think you could put Harris and Murray on each wing. You put Jokic at the high post, Millsap at the low post. I I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. My issue with it would be, well, then when you go to your bench, who are you bringing off the bench? You got Barton, well, Chandler, I guess, right? Right, and, and so we're inserting Bledsoe. Phoenix wants pizzas for Bledsoe, right? Woj said yesterday Phoenix is balking at a lot of the offers they're getting, so... You can't just say, well, what if you put Bledsoe on this team because you'd have to remove pieces from this team to acquire Eric Bledsoe. Right, so let's assume, and I don't want to start rumors, but let's assume it includes Moutier. Well, then who's your backup point guard? Jamal, I, I would put Jamal, I would bring Jamal Murray instance, off the bench. But if right. Murray and Bledsoe are both starting, like, well, who, who do you go to? That's who's another that? reason I'd bring Murray off the bench if you were somehow able to pull I don't off. dislike that starting lineup. I just don't know how it works for over the course of an entire 40 For minutes. rotations and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep them coming, 30933. Uh, let's see here. I'd call the show Better Without Vic. That's from 4533. Ooh, just Better Without Vic? Well, <laughs> oh, that was a suggestion. Oh. Like I thought was, yeah, I thought, yeah, I, never mind. You can take My it ego's just ways. out of control right now. You uh, can take it both No, ways. we need, uh, we need Vic here. To keep us in check. It gets a little out of control without him. I mean, you're just saying the thing you think you're supposed to say. Why not have Will Barton start at the three? That's from 2007. But I think then you have the exact same issue. Then Chandler is your main offensive weapon in the second unit, and he's by himself. It's Chandler, Plumley, Fareed, Moutier. Uh, who in that group? There's one score. It's the same problem. I think your second. You think the bench needs more firepower? Yes, is what you're getting. At. And I yeah. think the starting five needs less. Right. I think the starting five needs somebody who does the dirty work, right? And Wilson Chandler wants to be a starter, but he doesn't do the dirty work, and that's what they need. They need your fifth guy needs to do fifth guy stuff. They got a bunch of guys who think they're one first, second, or third options. Who's willing to do the dirty work? Who's doing the fifth guy stuff? Well, and you and I spoke to Kenneth Fareed at Nuggets Media Day. Uh, Vic was doing some television stuff and we, we talked to Kenneth and 
Kenneth was great with you and I. I would encourage people to go find that interview. He, he said awesome. he was willing to accept whatever role he needed to accept. And if you said you're a starter, but you're not a scorer, you're like you, you put it earlier, you're Dennis Rodman, or, or I said you're Birdman in 09. Fareed told us on media day he would accept that role, and I think he would accept that role with open arms as a starter. He specifically mentioned the play where he came in to play defense and he blocked Russell Westbrook's drive to the hoop. Wasn't an offensive play, it was a defensive play. It was a hustle play. It was an effort play. That would be the role that would be perfect for him. He's that kind of guy. He's perfectly suited for that. By the way, uh, Glenn chimed in and said, hey, with like seven Ys. So I don't know if, you know, Glenn's just saying, hey. hey. Uh, my birthday is Halloween as well, fellow Scorpio here. That's from Glenn. Birthday, Glenn. Glenn knows my, my problem. When you're a kid. I wonder if Glenn does a birthday week too. When you're a kid, your birthday sucks because you go to school and everybody's already jonesed up on candy and they're wearing a Darth Vader mask and nobody cares it's your birthday. Then when you're an adult and have kids, I get to go trick-or-treating every year for my birthday. That's fun. Stand out on the sidewalk while they walk up to another house over and over and over again. I had a good run from about 20 to 30. That was a good run. But how many people only get 10 years of good birthdays? Well, How maybe, many? Maybe you'll have a second good run. Someday your kids will be growing up and you'll be on a beach in Trinidad and Tobago drinking a margarita. You see me every morning and how animated and fired up. I, I You going to bet on me making 80? Keep keep the suggest I would yeah, I'd take the over. <laughs> keep the suggestions coming. What should we name the show with Vic out? We'll get to some more of those next. These are these are brilliant. Someone just said you can call the show still not the worst radio show in town. Because no matter what scrubs Vic has fill in, they're still not as bad as that other guy on that other stage. We're still not spending our days prepping for Jaguars Rams. Yes, exactly. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Don't forget, Travis Heath coming up at the bottom of the hour. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Hastings and Broman. George Carl got me hurt. Now, this story I want to hear. Hey, everybody else is blaming Georgia. Yes, yes, yes. George Carl got me hurt. Uh, when I played, I never stretched. I, I never understood why guys stretched. You know, I came off the bench. Uh-huh. So, to me, I, I laid down before every Nuggets game. I used to just go lay on the floor, you know, laugh, listen to music, talk to the crowd. Because my thing was, you know, why am I stretching getting loose? And I'm about to go sit on the bench for 20 minutes. By the time I get in the game, I'm really not loose anymore. So I just took it out. I, I just rested. <laughs> so George comes to me when Charlotte and say, Earl, every day we stretch before practice. You just lay here. Say, Steve Hess, come give him a good stretch. So Hess stretches me. Ten minutes into practice, I pull my hamstring. The only time I've ever pulled my hamstring. Hastings and Browman. Every weekday, 10 to 1. Only on Altitude 950. Buying or selling a home doesn't have to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling a home. Lucas Akers and his team of agents are all over the Denver area, and they can help you save money. Why pay a 6% commission fee? With Metro 21 Real Estate Group, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME to find out how they can help you. Or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com to see the value of your home and to see what Lucas and his team can do for you. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, 
Give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group, 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-HOME. Metro 21 Real Estate Group. And tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Ever notice how some big sporting goods stores don't carry goods for your sport? Like hockey gear. Center Ice is your hometown specialty hockey shop. They have all the major brands, including Bauer, CCM, Fawn, and True. And right now, you can save 10% on everything in the store. Everything. Ice, inline, goalie, and referee gear. 10% off now till November 15th. Register to win top-of-the-line hockey gear and get a free gift with purchase. Center Ice, the specialty hockey store. In the Tech Center, in the Marina Square Shopping Center. Guess who's back in town? <coughs> it's me, your old buddy, the flu. <coughs> I can't wait to see you. I'll be all over town this year, even in places you don't expect me. Surprise, I'll be <coughs> everywhere. The flu can be serious or even deadly. Don't tempt fate this year. Get your flu vaccine and protect yourself, your family, and your community. For more information, go to fightfluco.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Sam's number three. We've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our, all our waitresses, just like family, you know. Monster cinnamon roll thing looked fantastic. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We, we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football, so. Sam's number three in Aurora off of Anna Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leesdale in downtown top 15th and Curtis. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. <laughs> Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show, 918. James Merrillat, Will Peterson taking you until 10. Vic on his way to Las Vegas in the air on a private jet as we speak. Going out there to... uh Raise some money, play some golf. Hey, he is raising money, but yes. he's, he's going to have a really good time. Has he tweeted any photos of this no, excursion? He's, he's gone radio silent on us. He did check in to tell us what? That he was mad you were sitting in his chair. Yeah, didn't really give us much. Yeah, that's so. kind of, isn't that sort of par for the course though? Like that's why we're coming up with a new name for when he's gone because his name's on the show and he has to be the only guy who can sit in the main chair. All right, let's read some more of these. This is our Power 5 question of the day. Reem Pro Partners text line is 30933. Uh, Vic's away, so we're going to have some fun. We've been doing this for more than a year. Give us some suggestions how we can get our name on this show. Uh, Colin in North Glen says, show name suggestion. Manchester explains it all. That's actually really good. 
You know, that's a playoff. Uh, Clarissa explains it all. Are yeah. you familiar? No. Okay. It was a what show back in the day. Okay. It could be shortened into mansplaining, which I know what that is, but that's not a positive. So nah. I don't think this is good. But Manchester explains it all is kind of the theme of the show. That is true. You know, we're getting a lot of these that are very similar to each other, but I swear we haven't read these. Uh, Cooper in the West Highlands says Manchester by the Ginger. So depressing. That though, the, 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 the name of the show isn't the dig at Vic. Do you know what the dig at the Vic is in that text? What? West Highlands. Yes, well he done, hates Cooper. That they call it the Highlands. Yep. And now he's West giving us a ge- geographical direction. Wow. That's pretty bad. Uh, that's, that's great. Good job. Mark chimes in and says you should call yourself, or you should call your show The June Report, a show about what I told you and what, why I was right. <laughs> We're now confusing our months, but same, right. same sort of thing. July Report works. Uh, let's see. I don't know what you should name it, but the intro music has to be Don't Bring Me Down by the Beatles. Ooh, we should play some Beatles while Vic's not here. Yeah, because he's not a Beatles guy. Jesse can probably figure that out, although the Beatles are weird with all the rights and who can play stuff, so I'm not 100% sure. But if we could get some Beatles before the show is out, that'd be great. Uh, Joe says, the general manager and the mama's boy. So I'm the GM. You're the mama's boy. <laughs> I went to a baseball game with my mom. and I It was be, fun. I, I enjoyed it. I'm not ashamed of it. Have you seen the real sports, uh, the latest real sports, uh, episode? And they have a story on the McDonough brothers. So we all know, is it Sean who's Monday Night Football announcer? Mm-hmm. One of the brothers is like a president with the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. Okay. And then the other brother is the general manager of the Phoenix Suns. Really? Case, it kind of makes my point. It ain't that hard. Well, and their family went in, one went into the front office side, one went into the broadcast side. Two are now in the front office, but yeah, I mean, it's... But they can overlap more than people maybe realize. Exactly, exactly. I mean, why do all these former coaches, GMs, players, what do most of them like to do? Broadcasting. Get in front of a microphone. Exactly right. So why can't it go the other direction? It certainly can, and I don't know why people are so appalled by this idea. You know who's the most appalled by those, Vic? He thinks it's like the most outlandish thing he's ever heard. Like, he's offended by it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I haven't understood that. Uh, 6698 says Vic Dick and the Two Stooges. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Vic. I was the other guy. Oh, no. The I don't st- think I could have read it in that context. And then the Stooge. Enjoyed it, Dick. Thank you. It's our guy, Byron Beck. Uh, 0283 says Manchester by the Simeon. Not bad. Not bad. But that that's going to be outdated in two weeks. No, but it was is Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Simeon. But Simeon's going to be gone. I do think, but your hate won't for him. Or your hate for him won't be gone. No, my, I just want him out of the lineup. Once he's out of the lineup, I, I'm you. You won't hear another word about Trevor Simeon from me. It, it could Same happen. Bad. It could happen in Philly. It's a really good chance it happens against New England. It's certainly happening by the Cincinnati game. But the season will be lost by then. I, we we I talked about it. that. I get it. So hey. it, it's going to happen by Cincy when they're three and six. At that point, dude, I'd rather they go three and thirteen. You don't think Paxson could come in and go six and one down the stretch? Why not bring Paxson in now then so he doesn't have to go six and one so he can go four and three down the stretch or five and three or whatever? I mean, if they're three and six, aren't you rooting for three and 13? Because if they're three and six, I'm rooting for three and 13. I am on the three and 13 bandwagon. Because I'm with you because there's nothing worse than being in the middle of the pack and missing the playoffs. Nine and seven and missing the playoffs last year is like worst case scenario. You're picking in the late teens, early twenties. It's it's no good. It just depends on what the rest of the conference looks like when they're three and six. If if you look at it and go, hey, nine and seven's going to get us in, 
okay, if if you're looking at going, God, you got to get a 10 and 6, and then you may not get in, then no, you pull the plug. But I'm having trouble wrapping my mind around why you want to salvage it at 3 and 6, but aren't open, aren't open to making a, a change at 3 and 3. They're, I, I'm, I'd be open to making the change if the guy was healthy. Today's his first full practice. Well, then then change to Brock and bring Paxton in after that. that. But Brock's going to be, I think, the same result. I really do. Cause what, Is he going to score zero? Well, he may not score zero. But as we were talking about earlier in the week, and we were getting on Mike McCoy of, hey, you gotta you got to suit your offense toward the skills of, of your guys, I can come up with a scenario of here's the offense you need to run for Paxton Lynch. There isn't one for Trevor Simeon. And what is it for Brock? What's the offense of like, oh, they need to do this, this, and this with Brock? It'd be the same offense, and you're just hoping he makes better decisions. I'm not sure that's been his strong suit. For as much fun as we made of Rick Dennison, Brock wasn't bad in Rick Dennison's offense in 2015. He went 5-2. and two. He was, Yeah, I mean, but the 5-2, and two, he gets the credit for the win against the Chargers. He was losing when he got pulled. Uh, a few more names here coming in. 7028 says Red and the Realist. You got called the realist. That's actually really pretty good. I don't like that you're first. <laughs> realist in the red? <laughs> that doesn't sound good. really roll off the tongue. So that's out. Uh, 2944 says two and a half men. Vic is a small man. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Two and a half men. Uh, the I want to fight your face show. Not bad. Vic does want to fight a lot of people. Haters and the small man. That's from 3202. But I don't think we're haters. I think that's an unfair... Mm. Label. 7592. Three dudes, one microphone. I don't think I like how that sounds. Yeah. At all. If you. Nope. Let's move on. (laughs) We're going to move on. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I read this to you during a break, but this may be the best. 2118. Me, myself, and Manchester. I do like that a lot. I I wonder why. I like that one a lot. Me, myself, and Manchester. Uh,. 4848, the godfather, the father of three, and the no thanks. <laughs> Did they spell thanks wrong? No, they spelled it right. No, I said it out spelled. It can't be it because it's got to be an E, thanks. So I assume Vic's the godfather. I Uh-oh. can buy that. He's kind of the godfather of the show. I have no problem with that label for Vic. Uh, let's see. Get back up to the top here. Bring a few more in. Uh, John says, just call the show Natives or not Syracuse. Like it. I like natives and I like not Syracuse. I like that a lot. I, I think natives is, is better, uh, cause it makes the other, the other point of the other guys are a bunch of people not from here. Not Syracuse is a little too specific, right? Cause there's other guys that are, didn't go to Syracuse that aren't natives either. So natives is pretty good. That's, that's really good. Would it be the natives? The natives. There you the go. The natives. Although it's like in the social network, they go, Facebook, drop the the. It's cleaner. So True. Maybe native. But then, you know, like the phrase, the natives are restless. When we come in and we're mad, the natives are restless. This isn't, that's not terrible. Uh, I can't read that one. Why? I can't read that one. I don't even, I don't even get to hear them then. Someone said, WTF is this. <laughs> are you talking about the show name? Are you talking about what we're talking about? Are you talking about us? There's a lot to digest there. Could be any of the, all of the above for all we know. Uh, I can't, yeah. This is Balderdash. That's pretty good, actually. That's not, that's not terrible. I can't wait to run my idea for how to fix the Nuggets by Travis Heath. We will talk to sports psychologist Dr. Travis Heath next. 
what's going on with the Nuggets? How do you fix them? And you've got Coach Malone last night talking about motivation. What does a psychologist think about that? That's next on the Vic Lombardi Show. All right, homeowners, here's your chance. You need to sell that house. I know you want to sell it as quickly as you can because the market continues to heat up. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call, and he's going to make you the following offers. He can sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. Again, if he doesn't sell it in time, if he doesn't sell it for the price you want, he will cut you a check for five thousand dollars guaranteed here's the number seven two zero nine hundred four four three three no obligation no high pressure no risk troy hansford of the hansford real estate team seven two hundred seven two zero nine hundred four four three three that's seven two zero nine hundred four four three three the home of the avalanche altitude 950 and every wednesday morning at 7 30 vic lombardi talks with head coach jared bednar we're trying to set a real high standard here bringing their a game every night we want to get our fans back excited about this team and this group jared bednar on altitude 950 wednesday mornings at 7 30 this is john elway i joined the american financing team for one simple reason They look out for homeowners in Colorado. They're solution providers and will take the time to understand your goals and objectives. Your needs may not be the same as your neighbors. Here's something I appreciate. They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. That's different than most of the other guys. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. It's called responsible lending, and that's what drives the culture at family-owned American financing. Are they any good? The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for new home loan or refinance, I recommend calling American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. Rates won't stay this low forever. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify and you may close in as fast as 10 days. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South of Anna in Aurora. Get 20% off a new Nissan right now at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. You heard that right. You could drive off in a new Nissan for up to 20% off MSRP from Nissan's new truck and SUV center in Thornton. Larry H. Miller Nissan off I-25 at 104th or online at LarryHMillerNissan104.com. Driven by you. Stock number DN1247, 2017, Nissan Altima, MSRP, 24590, VIN 1N4AL3AP9HC494738 with proof credit. All prices include 599 dealer fee plus tax time on license software. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do only injury cases, have for years. In fact, for over 25 years. An accident is just another ordinary event for the insurance company, but it's anything but ordinary for you. Don't get hurt twice in the same accident. Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. The insurance company has its own lawyers, its own doctors. Who do you have? Champions of the people. Bell & Pollock. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's right, championsofthepeople.com. For a reason, we'll help you. 
Now, there's a morning newscast that moves at the speed of Denver. Good morning, everybody. I'm Megan Howard. And I'm Kirk Yockey, bright and early. And gives you an edge all day long. New details overnight. New this morning. Breaking overnight. Get your morning moving with Megan O'Halloran, Kirk Yonke, Pinpoint Weather with Greg Dutra, and Time Saver Traffic with Sam Boyd. Still looking at some slow speeds out there. On the Fox 31 Morning News, starting at 4.30 tomorrow. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. No, I, I had no. I mean, it's until that jump ball goes up. That's that's the only time you really know if your team is ready to play or not. And again, the end of the first quarter, we're down by four. I thought we got up to a decent start tonight. The energy was good. The defense was good initially, and then as they put their subs in the game, I think that's when things changed. And obviously, not for uh, uh, in our favor. You know, those guys came in the bench for their team and really give them a great boost. I thought Malik Monk, uh, Johnny O'Brien, and obviously Frank Kaminsky were tremendous for those guys and really helped uh, help them win that game. That's Nuggets head coach Michael Malone after the Nuggets' tough 110-93 loss to the Charlotte Hornets last night. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. Vic, in Vegas, playing golf, raising a little money, out today and tomorrow. James Merrillat, Will Peterson taking you until 10 o'clock. Let's go to the hotline Welcome in our buddy Travis Heath. He's a sports psychologist, the doctor Travis Heath. We talk to him every time this week. Travis, how are you, man? I'm great, fellas. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for the time. As usual, you heard from Coach Malone, and we definitely want to start with the Nuggets and talk a lot of Nuggets because obviously something is wrong with this team right now. Coach Malone talks after the game, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically says, you know, I can't motivate all 15 guys. They have to be professionals. Some of these guys have to self-motivate. Um, does that concern you that, that we're kind of hearing some of those things just four games into this young season? Yeah, I think, I mean, it has to be concerning. I don't know if I accept his premise, though. I don't know if it is a motivational issue. Like, to me, again, I'm watching this from the outside looking in, right, but it seems like more of an identity issue. And, of course, I guess that could affect motivation, but I'm not sure the team knows what it is collectively yet. I'm not sure that certain players know what their roles are quite yet within the team. And if if there's an identity issue, people don't know who they're supposed to be, you know, what, what their roles are. And I hate using the word roles because that's so cliche. But, like, the easiest example is, like, Jamal Murray, right? You watch Murray in the first three games, and he doesn't shoot the basketball that much. He came out last night, and he's firing away. And we could make an argument, what do you like better, Murray the distributor or Murray the shooter? That's all fine, but it tells me that he's not sure who he's supposed to be. And when you're not sure who you're supposed to be, I think that creates hesitation. So maybe it's a motivation issue. I would doubt that personally four games in that that's really the problem. I think it's more an issue of an identity. Yeah, Travis, I would agree with you. And the example I used on that is in their win – Nikola Jokic didn't score a point and took three shots. Last night, he had one assist. I mean, they're, they're so drastically yep. different that it just tells me you don't know what you're going to get night in and night out because I don't think they know what they what their roles are. And, and I think the the number one guy I, I put in that category is Wilson Chandler. He feels like the fifth wheel in this in this starting five where they don't really have a, a role for him. It's, it doesn't seem to fit. I would flip-flop he and Fareed and tell Fareed, look, you're the guy who we're not running anything through through you. You don't get plays for you. You're going to get buckets on the break. You're going to get buckets on putbacks. 
we need you to be the hustle guy, sort of the Dennis Rodman guy. And then if you put Chandler coming off the bench, you got Chandler and Barton, two guys that can score, and it takes a little of the pressure off Barton with that second unit. What do you think of that idea? Well, I mean, in theory, I like it. The problem is I don't think that Fareed can defend threes. And even though Millsap's a versatile defender, I I don't, you know, I think he's going to struggle with that sometimes too. So I think that compromises your defense. I I love what you're saying about the hustle. I like that part of it. But, you know, I just think it compromises their defense too much. And, And that's, you know, that's another thing. I mean, last night, their defense uh, was really not there, right? And then, again, granted, against the Kings, the Kings shot horribly. But if you look at the first three games for the Nuggets, defensively, they were improved. I mean, you could argue about schemes and, you know, but that's more coaching. But what the schemes that they were given, they were playing hard within those schemes, which you didn't see last year. So, I mean, I like I like the idea, but I just think that's the problem with Fareed is he, he can't he – can't, I mean, he, bar- he barely defends fours a lot of nights, although, to be fair, he's been a little better this season. That's where I start wondering about these trade rumors you hear, right? I mean, maybe that would be in the best interest uh, for the Nuggets at this point. But it's four games, right? That's the other part of this. It's four games. You added Millsap. Millsap uh, is a guy who can blend in, but he's still a big piece, a big new piece to your team. And so I often say I want to see at least 20, 25 games before I start coming to any hard conclusions. Although with the rest of the games on this road trip, if, if the Nuggets can't, take at least two out of these next three, probably all three, then, you know, even though it's early, I think you do it, – it's not you're, not – you're not panicking, but, boy, you're, you're very concerned at that point if they can't win at least two of these next three. Well, and I do want to play off that. We had a couple texters suggest this morning, Travis, that the, the expectations have gotten to the Nuggets early. I mean, uh, a lot of folks said mm-hmm. they could win 50 games. ESPN.com and Bleacher Report – Two major national outlets both had them as number seven, uh, in their preseason power rankings. And I'm not saying number seven in the West. I'm saying number seven in the entire NBA. Do you buy in to any of this that expectations have contributed to a little bit of this slow start? Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I think we don't like to admit as humans that expectations impact us, but of course they do. They create an urgency. And I suppose sometimes that urgency serves teams or individuals well and sometimes that urgency if things start to go south you know becomes self-perpetuating and it gets in the way and so yeah i mean and i like how you said that will is sort of like a piece of it i mean i think when there's a tendency when things happen in the world for us to look for one solution right like you see this um phenomenon after like mass shootings for example right people will want there's one answer and Almost anything in life that's that's interesting and worth investigating has multiple different contributing factors. And I, I definitely think the expectations could be one in this case. All right. Well, let's look at another team that there needs to be a sense of urgency, and that's the Broncos. Uh, their <laughs> offense is, if it's not panic button time with their offense, it, it, we at least have the finger on the button ready to push it. The the yep. the psychology behind making a change at quarterback. I, I don't think doing yep. it in, at halftime of either of the last two games would have been a bad idea. Uh, I don't know that making the switch to Brock this week going into Kansas City would have hurt. Just to change something. What do you think of the the notion of man? We just gotta we gotta make change for the sake of change to give a little bit of a spark. Is there anything to that that hey that might have made some sense? 
Yeah, I think so. And perhaps I have a little bit of a contrarian position with regard to making change of the quarterback position in the NFL. It's confusing to me as to how much is made of making a change. Like almost any other position in sports, there are rotations, right? Like even in football, your running backs rotate, right? Your defensive linemen rotate. I do understand the significance of the quarterback position and the idea of wanting cohesion. But this idea that even if a guy is struggling, you can't put in his backup for a period of time and then go back to that guy maybe the next game if you want to, whatever. I mean, I just this idea that it's going to wound the psyche of the quarterback irreparably and it's going to scar the psyche of the football team, like that to me seems like a narrative that's been created within the NFL. And if I was coaching or working in the NFL, I mean, I would want to challenge that. Uh, you know, some some games, guys just don't have it, right? And why wouldn't you go to a backup? Like you see that in the NBA, for example, all the time. You know, a starting player doesn't have it. Maybe he plays 12 minutes. He usually plays 35. But, you know, and then he starts the next game. And now I'm not saying, Simeon, if you pull them, you should start in the next game. But I just don't understand the fragility around that narrative, personally. We're talking to ta- uh, Dr. Travis Heath, sports psychologist. We do it every week, this time on the Vic Lombardi Show. Hey, Travis, that Broncos locker room insists, and the coach insists, there's no divide, there's no problems between the offense and the defense. Yet we knew last year there were problems. Uh, how tough will it be for that locker room to continue to get along if the offense is so worthless and doesn't carry their weight? Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult. And I saw an interview with Chris Harris earlier this week. And, you know, I'm not saying he looked angry, but if you listen to some of his comments, I think you could see some of that divide bubbling. And I think some of that's natural. It's also, I think some of that goes on the coaching staff too, right? Some of that frustration is the coaching staff. If you see a player or multiple players on the offensive side of the ball, that are absolutely holding everything back, and you've got this all-world defense, I think some of the frustrations that the coaches like do something, and whether that do something is to, you know, pull a player and replace him, or whether that's to alter your game plan, I mean, whatever it is, I I think um, some of that frustration is directed towards the coaches. I think that's kind of standard for a coach to say something like that. I mean, no coach is ever going to say, yes, there's a divide in the locker room. But um, I said this last week on the show, and I don't mean to cast aspersions on Vance Joseph. I don't know him personally, and, uh, you know, maybe he's a very good coach. But, you know, I I think there are – I wonder about his control of the locker room at this point. I wonder about some of his football decisions. It's six games into his career, right? But I, I think there are still a lot of questions there, too. Last one for you, Travis. We'll get you out of here on this. The uh, World Series last night, 7-6 final score in 11 innings. An absolute wild roller coaster game. Uh, I was nervous, and I'm not a fan of either of those two teams. I don't have any stock in this series. I don't particularly care who wins. Uh, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a Dodgers fan or an Astros fan last night. And that's... Not even leaving out. What is it like to be a Dodgers player or an Astros player? How do both those teams manage their emotions in such an up and down roller coaster game? And quite frankly, after Houston goes up 5-3 and LA ties it at 5, uh, I'm surprised they didn't just roll over and die, yet they come out, score two more, and eventually win the game. How are athletes so much better at controlling their emotions than fans are? Yeah, I'll try to make this as quick as possible, but there's this fellow named Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, and he came up with this concept of flow. It's basically like full engagement. Often the way it gets described is as being in the zone in sports, right? And I think by the time you've made it to the World Series, 
it's reasonable to believe that the players are so locked into the moment that most of them aren't even experiencing those emotions the same way we as fans are, right? And so the players, I mean, you'll to, I'll often talk to players who've been involved in these kinds of games, and they'll say things like, you know, I blanked out. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know. I don't even recognize that the fans are there. I don't feel the up and ups and downs. I'm so focused on what I'm doing. And, you know, if it were a spring training game, you don't expect as much of that. But in the World Series, I bet you the vast majority of those players were so locked in to what their jobs were. The teams are performing at such high levels. I don't even think they, they ponder a lot of that. It's more as they come down after the game, they kind of realize the magnitude of what's occurred. It's kind of like me during hot takes every day, Will. I mean, it just kind of in the zone, dialed in. Who's what's the name of the guy again? I want to make sure I, I remind Vic of that. <laughs> yes, his name's Mihai Chiksent Mihai. Good luck with the spelling. Uh, he, by the way, he, he goes by Mike. I think you can see gotcha. why. Gotcha. Okay, makes sense. Yep. There you go. Hey, Travis, great stuff. Uh, appreciate the time as always. Vic will be back next week. He won't be on his private jet to Vegas two weeks in a row. Uh, so we'll reunite you guys next week. But uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, it was good talking to you, fellas. Take care. Appreciate it. There goes sports psychologist Dr. Travis Heath. You know what's hilarious is he says he's talked to athletes who say, you know, I, I just I blanked out. I don't know what happened. I heard a post game interview last night with George Springer, who hit the two run home run to essentially win the game for the mm-hmm. Astros. He used that exact line. Really? He said I. I blacked out. He's like, I was trying to get the runner literally from second to third. That's all I was thinking about. And then next thing I know, I hit the ball over the fence and I blacked out. I don't know what happened. And it happened so many times last night I had a chance to think about this. But the euphoria that must and the adrenaline that must be going through your body as you're rounding the bases after you hit a big home run like that. In the World Series in Dodger Stadium. I don't think there's anything like it in sports, right? Because if you hit a big shot in basketball, immediately everybody's on top of you. You make a big play in football, they're celebrating the end zone. Like You get your 10 seconds. To trot around the stadium doing a victory lap, basically. Like, that's just got to be... It's like, I think the only equivalent is when you score a big goal in soccer and you see them go running kind of off on their own and they take off their jersey and slide on their knees and stuff. That's about the only thing that's similar and runs in baseball are a little more prevalent than goals in soccer. But I think those are close, but God, that's got to be euphoric. After one of the best World Series games we've ever seen... The New York Yankees decide to make news less than 12 hours later. Big news out of New York. We'll tell you next on the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Denver cornerback Aqib Talib. We do it every Tuesday on the show. On Altitude 950. Denver media, they make it like it's the end of the world. When we still second in the division with a Monday night game coming up, they can make us first in the division. Aqib Talib. Presented by Honda Power Equipment. Power you can trust. You guys still believe you can turn this around. You just got to clean some stuff up. Simple as that. Once those momentum plays start going our way, we'll knock off five in a row. And then y'all guys in the media... Y'all will be praising us again. Akeem Talib speaking his mind Tuesday at 8.15 on the Dick Lombardi Show, only on Altitude 950. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American financing gives them that assurance. And that's the key to winning in a seller's market. 
What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Tune in tomorrow afternoon as your Colorado Avalanche hit the ice to take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Pre-game coverage starts tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Altitude brings you all the best hockey action from the ice to the locker room all season long. For a full list of channel numbers and programming information, log on to our website at altitudesports.com. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Colorado Avalanche. Berg Simpson is a law firm with a national reputation and proven results. Berg Simpson, your fighters for justice when the game is on the line. Go to BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. This is Steve Berg of the Berg Simpson Law Firm. If you've been injured, don't leave the important choice of legal representation to just anyone. We have proven results. And you can check for yourself at BergSimpson.com. That's BergSimpson.com. Berg Simpson. Good lawyers changing lives. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Sam's number three. We've been coming for about 12, 13 years now. It's like home. All our, all our waitresses are just like family, you know. I had the honey smoked salmon Caesar salad. It's delish. I think green chili goes with everything. We did eat. We, we ate a lot. Colorado thing. Service is awesome. They treat you well here. Tacos, the burritos, and then the Greek. I think there are certain rules that you have to eat green chili while watching football, so. Sam's number three in Aurora, off of Anna Parker, in Glendale, off Cherry and Leesdale, and downtown, off 15th and Curtis. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Final segment, Vic Lombardi show. Vic probably on the ground in the desert by now out in Las Vegas. I like how this has now turned into his private jet. Yeah. And he got there in an hour. Although, what time did he call? It was called hours ago. Yeah. Vegas flight. He's about to get on the... Bur- he is He is probably there. If you're in a jet... Jesse, will you dial him up? Let's see if we can get him. See if it, see if he answers. All right, we'll call him live here in just a moment. Marty will uh, get that fired up. You know, he calls his wife live, so we'll call yeah, him nothing live. nothing wrong with this. Uh, James Merrillat, you know him as Manchester. I am Will Peterson. Vic calls me HW, taking you until 10. Scott Hastings and Julie Brownman after that. All right, let's see if we can get... Let's see if we can get through to Vic here. Uh, on, although it may go straight to his voicemail. Well, his voicemail is actually pretty funny. So. Well, that means he's still on a bird. Right. So worst case scenario, we can listen to Vic's voicemail. I really just want to figure out where it. he's at. That's all we're doing. Okay. Research. I don't care if we talk to him. I'd like to read maybe some of these names for best new show names. Yeah. We are renaming the show. Keep them coming. 30933. 
A lot of James and the Giant Peach. We've gotten that like four different times. Do I look that much like a peach? Hi, you've reached Nick Lombardi. I'm not available to take your call right now, which is why I'm speaking like a robot. I'll get back to you as <laughs> soon as possible. Thank you. We don't need to leave him a message. So he must still be in the air. Yeah. The phone is off. All right, James, a, uh, a busy night in sports last night. We've, we've hit it all, um, this morning. We'll kind of wrap it up here in the final 10 minutes. Uh, let's, let's start with yesterday afternoon at Dove Valley. And both Vance Joseph and Trevor Simeon, I don't know, maybe I'm frustrated with the record. Maybe I'm frustrated with how bad the last two games have been, but those two guys spoke yesterday and we played some sound from both of them this morning. Neither one inspires any sort of confidence no, in me right now. Not at all. Not and, at and, all. And, and Travis Heath mentioned it of, you know, He's wondering about Vance Joseph at this point, and I think that's totally fair. Um, you know, we were sold a line of he's a CEO type and a leader of men. To it was point, shoved down our throat. To the point where we mocked it on this show, and the reason we mocked it on this show is because you had other members of the media, you had the minions just saying this over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. He's a CEO type. Well, what does that mean? What, based on what? And his opening press conference wasn't good. No. It was actually bad. Um, but look, I'm not going to give somebody a hard time that they're not great getting up in front of a room full of people and, and talking. I think that's difficult. You could be a great head coach and not be a, a tremendous orator. Um, I, I just, I think it's a, it's a mess in terms of leadership and a, the quarterback position has to be a leader. I mean, by and large, find me a team that wins when that, when the quarterback's not an alpha. Hmm. I mean, even some of the quarterbacks who weren't great that won Super Bowls. Trent Dilfer has a presence, right? I mean, he's, he's been, he had an FU mode to him, yeah. Exactly. And he's been very good on, on television. Um, you know, Brad Johnson was a guy that was, he was very good in, uh, Minnesota. When he got hurt, they thought their season was over. Randall Cunningham came in and was great, but they were expecting to go to the Super Bowl with Brad Johnson, Randy Moss, Chris Carter. They thought they were going to be great. In Minnesota with Brad Johnson. He was very effective up there with Brian Billick as his, as his coordinator. I had somebody tell me this yesterday and it's an interesting point. Trevor Simeon would get benched in college for Colton. Who's the guy that's from up north? The, or he's from Creek, right? I thought he went to Loveland. Whatever. The Someone help us out on the text line. Kane Coulter. Yeah. Kane Coulter. The quarterback who went from Colorado who went to Northwestern in the red zone because he couldn't throw the ball into tight spaces. So why is anybody surprised that that's the problem they're having now? And he got why benched it... in the Big Ten right. at Northwestern. Right. Yeah. And now in the NFL, when the windows are much, much smaller, he has no chance. We're just going to keep rolling with him in Arrowhead on Monday night against the Chiefs? He has no chance. And it's not me knocking Trevor, the person. He's doing the best he can. He just isn't qualified for this job. And we continue to see it over and over and over again. You know who else isn't qualified for his job? Vance Joseph. He's not. I pointed it out at the time they hired him. So the two people you talked about how I wasn't very inspired by them yesterday. Yeah, because they're in over their heads. They are. Broncos remain uninspiring. I think we can agree on that. All right, uh, two more things before we get out of here. Uh, let's go to the World Series next. We haven't talked a ton about this game, and I know you always talk about being a prisoner of the moment and the day after and what have you done for me lately and all that. But this is one of the greatest World Series games we've ever seen. Is that hyperbole or not? Nah, it's probably somewhat hyper hyperbole, but it's in the conversation. It was a great game. It was very entertaining. I mean, if you watched that game and didn't think this was a lot of fun, 
then you you just want to be you just want to be a guy that complains. You just want to be a naysayer. You just want to be a. To me, it, like the whole phrase of hater gets overused. If you if you're not if you don't like something, if you're not positive, you're immediately called a hater. I don't think that's the case. I think you're a hater if, in the face of something that is so overwhelmingly evident, you still hate it. Mm-hmm. Then you're a hater. So if you're an anti-baseball guy and you watch that game and didn't find that entertaining, then you're a hater because that was thoroughly entertaining. I'm not going to say it's the greatest game we've ever seen because. You know, for me, it was game six in 1986 because I was a Mets fan. Today's the anniversary of that, by the way. Um, Today's Bill Buckner Day. Yeah. Wow. Marty didn't get it. Mm. I mean, totally dropped the ball on that. Just took his headphones off, too, not even listening anymore. Totally totally dropped the ball on that. Um, That was a great game, but I, I would put, I would put last night in the conversation, but let's just look at it this way. It was thoroughly entertaining. So to go back to the point, and I'm going to harp on this until we're done doing this show in 28 years. Legwald and Lombardi. I may not make it 28 months with you two, but okay. Legwald and Lombardi. One sat where you are now, one sat down there a week and a half ago and argued with me because I wanted the Broncos to be fun, right? They thought that was just preposterous. Like I was a child. Like I just needed some Skittles and some, and some bubbles and wanted to sit in the backyard and just have a good time. It's sports. It's entertainment. It's my time. It's my money. I want to be entertained. It needs to be fun. Last night was fun. Check that box in a major way. I don't care who wins this World Series. I really don't. To some extent, I have a lot of respect for the Dodgers. Of their, They spend money every year. They try to be good. They haven't won a World Series in three decades, 29 years, almost three decades. It wouldn't bother me a bit if they won it. It wouldn't. I know we're supposed to hate the Dodgers, and I don't like them, but I can respect them. And obviously the Houston thing, I love the way they rebuilt their team. They went terrible. And then have all these great young pieces. And then there's the, the sentimental story with Houston too that would be cool. A parade in Houston in a week and a half would be pretty, pretty damn nice. I can get behind them. I just found it entertaining because that's what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be down 21-3 and down 21 nothing. That's not fun. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to remind you the Altitude 950 app is live and completely free to download. You can listen to shows, check out podcasts, contact the station, plenty more available for your iPhone and the iTunes store, available for your Android using Google Play. The easiest way to find it to search Altitude 950 in the app store or you can go to altitude950.com for those download links. Again, the app completely free. Get it downloaded. You'll love it. Uh, and you can also connect with us on Twitter at Altitude950, Facebook search Altitude950, our website, as I mentioned, is Altitude950.com, and you can join the A-Team, which will get you all the insight you need by texting A-Team to 88474. So is Legwald on with Hastings and Brownman today since he did Mosier yesterday? Yeah, he did a little flip-flop. And then Hastings and Brownman also have Adam Modest today? Correct, yes. So they have both our insiders? Both our insiders will join uh, Scott Hastings and Julia Brownman in, in a matter of, I mean, heck, you got Legwald on at 10.45 and you got Mara's on at 1230. Be curious to hear what Mara's in particular has to say about what happened with the Nuggets last night. And is Julie still mad at you? <laughs> I don't the know. Hell yeah. <laughs> We got ratted out on that by uh, Scott because I think he was on his access box and told her all about it. Oh, so. that's right. We forget he's dialed in listening right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Do you have Scotty fired up, Jesse? Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Scott. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You ratted us out? 
dude, you can't kill her like that. That was that was misogyny almost. Come on, man. We we do it every day with Keith and everybody well, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I I was raised in a, in a generation where you respect your women. All right, all right. Hey, uh, I, I'm the only guy that can take care of the Buster. Okay, you guys have to be. You know what? Hey, real fast, I, I I just wrote you text. In fact, watch this, James. I just sent it and I didn't even finish it. Um. Hey, real fast, we're going to talk about our show. The thing you just said about the Broncos with the quarterback lack of leadership and blah, 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 and I heard you, you know, I, I got on right before you guys had Travis on. Yeah. Um, the, 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 and I'll talk about it here. The, the thing you just mentioned with the Broncos is the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. No, it is. And, and, and I, and I with Travis, I'm going to get it, give about 20 games to see who they are, but th- there, there's no, there's no leadership within the group yet. And I've been saying this for four or five years. I was hoping Paul Millsap did it. Sometimes young guys, you know, or young guys, new guys come in and they wait before they really impose their will. Chauncey did it in 09. Um, so I'll wait to see if all of a sudden Paul steps back. I saw some anger come out of Paul last night, so maybe that's an impetus to do this. But the, the whole thing is, is leadership. Mm-hmm. Everything that, that, that Malone said, and I didn't hear all of it because, you know, we're getting out and breaking down as soon as it's over, but We'll talk about our show. I, I think that's your biggest problem right now. Yeah, and it, it, I think it's, it's, I totally agree with you. And that lack of leadership is what led to the 38-7 run or whatever it was at Utah in the opener, too. It, it's just yeah. nobody that steps up and says, uh-uh, it ain't going this way. Give me the ball. Let's, let's stop the bleeding. They just, they need yep. that guy to step up. In, in, in baseball, you can find guys, or in all sports, you can find that one guy that, that, that is on the ice or on the field or on the, the hardwood or whatever it is at that time, quarterback position is I I've always felt is major, uh, and I you and I recruited that I and I've said before I think that's where the one thing Simeon needs to step up and you know he said oh I can't hold these guys as bad as I play, well then play better I guess but but the point guard it's the guy that has the ball in his hand every time has to be a leader, whether it's your, your starting guy or your backup guy. Scotty, good stuff, man. Uh, we got to do our Troy Hansford fired up finale, but we'll hear you and hey, Julie. Hey, by the way, guys, you missed a break again. I don't know why you missed a break. <laughs> this isn't a break. It's transition. We're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Our Troy Hansford fired up finale. This is the fired up finale presented by the Troy Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Keep me fired up. I'm just tired of the excuses. Ron Leary's one of the highest-rated guards. Matt Paradis, by all accounts, has had a fine year. I mean, they got a bad right tackle. Wow, really? There are a lot of teams out there who don't have one weak link in their offensive line that their coaching staff has to figure out a way to not have that be a sieve? Man, this is just excuse, Phil. It's just excuse, Phil. <laughs> That's your Troy Hansford Fired Up finale. Thanks for hanging with us this morning. want to thank Rod Mackey, Chris Dempsey, Travis Heath. All of them were great. Vic is probably landing in Vegas right now on his private jet, playing golf, staying at the Bellagio tonight, and he'll be back in Denver tomorrow, but it'll just be Manchester and I. Thanks for listening. Thanks for texting. Great suggestions. Up next, Hastings and Brown. Altitude 950. Rewind. Uh, do you like the Broncos' decision to stick with Simeon for this week in Kansas City? I'll be honest. I, I really think it's the only option at this point. I mean, I, I personally do not believe that team is better with Brock under center. I think if Paxton were healthy, this would be the time that they would give Paxton a shot. Maybe they'd wait, wait one more week because this game is huge. If they, I mean, if they can somehow 
figure out a way to go to Kansas City and win, they are absolutely right back in this thing. If they lose this, then you get concerned because then then you get the feeling the wheels fall off because then you're going to Philadelphia. And, man, we saw what Carson Wentz could do against uh, Washington. And then the Patriots come to town. I mean, this game is one you have to have. So I think either way, I would have gone with Trevor in this one. Um, and I think they may go with him after that. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, I don't know if they're going to go to Brock. I think once Paxton gets healthy and if the team starts struggling, that's where they do it. But I agree with what Coach said yesterday. I mean, I, I think you got to just put it on everybody else right now.